0: You are about to witness history in the making. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome And um, Merry Christmas to you all as well It's uh, Pop Culture Gamers uh, show number 133 It's Hayden here and I'm here as always with Steve How are you doing Steve?
1: Woohoo, it's nearly Christmas mm. Merry Christmas Well nearly, I wore a with turkey Good that, stuff That was, and they nearly, they nearly sold out So, I ever told you the joke about the eight-legged turkey? Yes you did last week, I remember oh, it very did well I, I forgot yes, that did. one yeah okay that's right you keep it locked up in there now for now okay
0: <laughs> well if you want to hear the joke listen to last week's show guys so uh this is our christmas special so we're going to do things slightly differently uh this mm. time so what we've uh, decided to do for the christmas show this time is do a rundown of our top five games movies blu-ray releases and movie tv and streaming uh, stuff as well but before that we'll have our normal catch-up so steve what? How was things going with you? Uh,
1: not bad. Um, just a couple of things, really. I've, my car's been playing up with the alternator. Right. So that took a lot of uh, organising with my company. But nevertheless, to say that I now have a full Fiesta that I'm having temporarily, because I don't think my car's going to be touched to next year at the moment.
0: I I wouldn't have thought it would have been. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, just the way the world is at the minute. And um, yeah. not a bad little fiesta. It's got all the mod cons, uh, push-button start, you know, just is what it is really. But uh, it's handy to have that because then I, we went to uh, see Human League in concert Saturday night. And uh, not thinking about it really and putting my head in the right frame, but, oh, we'll we'd get, get there for six. We'll be able to get into a car park and, you know, we'll park up. And we might go and look at the Christmas lights. It's the last Saturday before Christmas, isn't it? Mm. And it was hell. Yep. Every man and his dog and hamster was out running around in Bournemouth and uh just to say it cost me ten pounds to park in an NCP car park.
0: Well, to be fair, they're not exactly the cheapest car parks ever. That's all that I
1: could find everywhere. It was busy, it was just mental. We were gonna go down to the what go down to the beach onto the promenade where they got the Christmas stuff and that, but we didn't get a chance and uh to be honest, by the time we got parked, and me faffed around with my phone because my NHS app wouldn't work to bring my COVID pass up. Right. And by the time we literally got in and sat down, uh with a pint of lager, uh, the show started. So it's, I think they started the two the two support acts started a bit earlier than, than expected because it did say 7:30 on the ticket. But but that was really good. I have seen all three bands back in the 80s. I saw Human League about a couple of years ago, actually. But it was nice to see um, Claire Krogan with all the images. Uh, who I haven't seen since, yeah, since the early 80s, so that would be 40 years ago. And Tom Bailey, who some of you won't know who the hell he is, but he was the lead man to the Thompson Twins. Yeah. And he did a good set as well.
0: I vaguely remember the Thompson Twins.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, in and Human League, it was, the, it was the anniversary of their album, which is 40 years old. Uh, the top song off of that was Don't You Want Me Baby, which was uh, 40 years ago This this time. It was number one for five weeks. At Christmas, so yeah, it's really good. Everyone in there was same age as me, roughly. (laughs) All wearing masks, yeah, most of the time. But when you're drinking your beer and stuff like that, you you didn't. But uh there's a few people that didn't wear them. But I think uh, that's their choice. Well, I'm not surprised. I'm not gonna. No, 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 no COVID tonight. But just one thing is that I wouldn't be surprised if tonight tomorrow night they'll start to say well we're in lockdown after boxing Day but
0: that's uh, certainly what the news is uh, mm. saying isn't it and then having a conservative leadership election in January probably <laughs> fingers crossed it can't but it must surely be
1: about time now yeah yeah so yeah not much more um that's a bye Put a few things on Amazon for Christmas to tidy up the Christmas shopping. And luckily enough, they're all hopefully coming before the 24th, 23rd. I know my has mm-hmm. already told me my present's going to be here on the 28th. So and I haven't given her a list, so I haven't got a clue what it is.
0: Well, to be fair, I, I definitely know that my present for my wife's here because... Because
1: it's, I, it's, it's sitting somewhere near you, probably. It's, it's
0: sitting immediately behind me in the cupboard behind me. And I bought you, and you, paid you, for it.
1: You mean you're not even going to wrap it?
0: Um, but actually, she has wrapped it. Okay. To be fair, she hasn't mm. paid me for it, but she has wrapped it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
1: what else is there, roughly? Um, what else turned? Oh, I think we, we did not What was it? Oh yeah, Bloods. Um, on my Waxwork subscription, uh, an album turned up for that. But due to the world, and actually it's funny because Claire Crogan, when when she was on stage, was saying about they they got a new album coming out for All Images. But vinyl, they said, so it's a bit delayed because there's a shortage of vinyl, mm. as we're well aware. So there's still a few albums on my subscription that is going to roll over to 2022, I think. I looks at like. it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've noticed things like, um, you know, Blade Runner 2040, 2049. Mm. Uh, that soundtrack mm. on vinyl was available everywhere, and it was sort of like 18 quid. It's now over 30 quid because you can It's hard to get hold of.
1: Which 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 version is that? Just the I normal have, one. I have two.
0: <laughs> it's just the just the standard. you know, the one that has basically been everywhere. There's nothing special about it. But I was going to buy it. I thought mm. it's about time I bought that one. Yeah. And I went to go into HMV and it was like thirty two quid. I thought, is that a no. double?
1: Is that a double album? No,
0: single album. Single album, but.
1: I have to look in a minute. Look at my two copies. I've got got the mondo copy. Yeah, it's
0: not the mondo. It's just the normal one.
1: And then I got a number one, which I've got for Christmas. One um, that year, it came out as well. So um, yeah. but I think it's the same. I think it's a double album. It is. You know, you saw it as a single album. Yeah. It's actually two albums in there.
0: Two. All right. Yeah. I so don't it, think it's gatefold.
1: No, but it is double album. Yeah. Okay. So hence the price.
0: Well, no, it was eighteen quid. Oh, that was it. That's what I'm saying. It, it was cheap mm. for a record, and mm. now it's suddenly gone up. So I don't know whether or not they've reduced the amount of number of them that they're producing or whatever. Yeah. But I thought. Oh, great, just when I decide to, I'm going to finally buy it That
1: happens I mean I've got what's delayed I mean I've got Mission Impossible 3 It's been delayed Right next year That is the one That is the Rabbitfoot Rabbit vinyl version <laughs> uh, And still waiting for the Sparks double album To ship with Waxwork Which is the soundtrack theoretically to the, um, to the, to the documentary movie
2: Yeah
1: And subscription wise I don't know how many more we've got to come But I've seen the pressing on their YouTube, not YouTube, on Instagram, but waiting for the Carrie album to come out, it's the double double soundtrack for that, for yeah. the Sissy Space Inc. movie, which um, I've been after that for years and years. So, yeah, just to cut bits and pieces because it is difficult. I mean, there is a lot of vinyl you can pick up on Amazon, for example. Mm. But, uh, yeah, some stuff is to just, I mean, I think what's going to happen now with the Omicron getting in the way, it could slow it down even more.
2: Yeah.
0: That's the problem, isn't it?
1: Mm. But mm, it is what it is. They'll be, you know, they'll be here eventually. They're more mm. people, so. Anyway, how about you? What you have been up to, other than maybe going to the cinema, probably, from <clears> one to <throat> other?
0: Yeah, I have been going to the cinema. In a matter of fact, I think for the last six weeks, I've been every week. Oh, OK. Uh, with one thing and another. I think it, it was sort of like, started off, it was whatever movie I watched before, No Time to Die. Mm. And then it was No Time to Die. Then it was another one. Then it was another one. It was another one. Um, So, anyway, I've been to see the new Spider-Man movie.
1: Yes, it's done rather well on the box office takings, apparently. Uh, It should do,
0: because it is the uh, best superhero movie, and I'm going to say this, of all time. Yeah, okay. It beats Endgame, which Mm. was my previous best one. But it beats it in a different sort of way, but... I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. All I'm going to say is, if you haven't seen it and you've got something important, like you you either go and see the movie or you don't buy your wife a Christmas present, screw the wife, you can get another one, get a divorce, get another one. Just go and see the movie.
1: I'm going to take out my my voucher, which I can't pre-book with. I have to take it with me. Yeah. So I could use it for that. But uh...
0: Go, Go and see it. Really? Just looking, at,
1: looking on looking on one of my facebook posts to someone who i follow that gets involved with wrong Real. and uh, she works for sony mm-hmm. and she's been involved in the promotion for it and globally it's 584 million yeah. so far in what, less a, less week. a week yeah probably about a week
0: yeah it is absolutely imagine everything you would want Mm. In a Spider Man movie, and it delivers more. Mm. And that we, you know, that there's been rumors.
1: Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not confirming
0: yet. or denying. No, I no. But all I can say is, uh, in terms of the characters that you do know from the trailers that have appeared in that movie
1: and in the press conferences,
0: and in the press conferences, mm. it is so, they've tied everything up really brilliantly. They have really giving it an end to Tom Holland's trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly what they're going to do. But obviously Tom Holland said he wants to come back for doing Peter Parker, the college years. Um, and uh, obviously Sony want him to come back and Marvel want him to come back. So he'll come back and do another trilogy. He
1: will, con- he will continue playing the part. yes yeah, he,
0: he will. He will. But it's really nicely tied up everything. I'm not kidding you. This movie is a roller coaster of emotion Mm. Uh, because you watch some bits of it and there are some really there's there's one particular bit i've sat and listened to uh, somebody talking about it uh, on tv or some or on radio or something like that they said I, i saw this particular moment i can't tell you about and i seriously thought i was gonna start blubbering and i was sat in the movie and thinking this is that bit yeah (laughs) it was just so good um and it's if if it'd be critical the beginning of the movie has a bit of a issue with uh, a little bit of pacing but the from the moment that the characters start appearing um you know like doc ock and
1: I don't think them. people would probably notice the pacing too much because there's so much going on in that film that it's, you, know, the, you aren't going to probably notice it too much.
0: And, and some of it is about the character development and building and about creating the scenario that Spider-Man ends up in. So it's it's that groundwork for everything mm. else that's going to happen. So uh, don't get me wrong, it's not as bad, but it's not bad pacing. It's just if you had to be super critical, you mm. would say, the first half is the weaker half of the movie, but absolutely fantastic. The best Marvel movie, the best superhero movie, hands down, especially if you're a Spider Man fan. I've been a lifelong Spider Man fan. Mm.
2: Um,
0: it's not only fan service, it is a good movie. And that, you know, I, there is a difference between a, a good movie and fan service. This is both. Mm. more it delivers far and above expectations
1: yeah what i've heard and what i've not actually seen but what i've heard from people talking to me about it without spoiling it but yeah i'd say i've been enjoying spider-man over the years and uh if any sort of um superhero from that you know that uh that side of the camp should we say Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i will look forward to seeing it at some point whether it's this year or next year or whenever um, you know but uh
2: If, if
0: you have the opportunity got to be this year
1: i might be able to do it between christmas and new year if it's still on
2: mm.
1: but then again the matrix is on at the same time and i don't really want to see that so i have to make a decision which to see um i haven't seen the matrix however it no, may... it's not out yet it's not out
0: the 22nd however i will say i am booked for the 22nd mm. so <clears throat> and then i'll be seeing the king's man after the 26th
1: yeah i'm so busy at work i've just got no time to breathe right now
0: See, I, I've got a week, and then I'm off for two weeks. So yeah. I've got, you know, time coming on holiday.
1: But what? But yeah, but thinking, thinking of thinking from Monday onwards with what the government might say, it might put a spanner in the works.
0: It might do, which is another reason why I wanted to see the Matrix now rather mm. than next week, because mm. we might not be able to go to the cinema.
1: No, no, no. I, it, I think, yeah, let's not put doom and gloom on the podcast, but I mean, it's coming. <laughs>
0: yeah, <clears throat> I think what they'll say is you, cinemas will stay open, but you have to wear a mask.
1: Oh yeah, but unless we go into lockdown, then it won't be, they'll be closed.
0: I don't think we'll go to lockdown.
1: Mm, we'll see.
0: <clears throat> I think it'll be more restrictions, and I think places like nightclubs will possibly end, apart from New Year's Eve, and of course Downing Street for the Christmas parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll sort it out for The Matrix. I've been looking at the trailers and sort of mm. analysing them to death
1: and that looks well, right. Well, I've seen the clip of the film. Uh, I've seen, like, a two-minute clip. Yeah. But I didn't really want to watch it, but I did. I couldn't sort of like I'm like one of those flies to a light. <laughs> Can not help it? Oh. I know what you mean.
0: I know exactly what you mean. Okay. Anyway, so that's, so that's it for, for me. So, should we do the first part of the show, which is uh, our top five games of 2021? Mm. I'll let you go do your five first, Steve. Well,
1: we're we going to do it. We're we going to alternate. Should we do that? It must be a better way of doing it.
0: <clears throat> well, I was just thinking because we've got different lists. We've got some of the same games.
1: On. That's what I'm saying. We can go five, five, four, four, three. Six, okay,
0: six, we'll two, do three. it that way. Well, you go. You go first.
1: Okay, so my number five is. I have to scroll down now because we of where I've done it. There we go. So I didn't know whether to put this in or not, but really I think I should do because I've played... Loads of it. Loads of hours by looking at the uh, looking at the screenshot. So my first one is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Although saying that it did come out for PC earlier. It did. The year before, it did. But for the Series X, it was released in probably... I can't remember when it was. It was in May time. But uh, I have to say it's well worth its its place on the list. So I don't think it's going to be in... It might not have been a lot of people's lists for the, for the year. But I think with... The way this has been built and to, to be on a platform such as the Xbox, other than its life as being a PC game, I think it's got every right to be there. Yeah. Uh, a game that will will constantly evolve. Yep. I mean, considering I actually put it on today, and I wanted to do, I didn't get to do a flight because I've got about seven or eight updates to do with another four gig <laughs> And I download it all, and obviously we've got stuff coming out next year because we will have the expansion passe, which will be for Top Gun when that comes out.
0: Mm. Do you know how much you've played
1: it? I do. I Actually, what I will do while we're chatting. I, I know.
0: I've got it here. I was just checking while you were Oh, no, talking. because
1: I, what I'll do, because it depends if it's because I was on it today.
0: You've played nearly uh, 37 hours. But if I go onto the game,
1: let run, it's got my flight, you know, like you have you know, your flight time for flight. Yeah. And I think it was a bit more than that. So uh, I don't know how it I don't know how it works out.
0: According to the Xbox console companion, you've hmm. done one day twelve hours forty three minutes.
1: Right. Which is a flight, maybe one flight somewhere if you want it.
0: That'd be a flight around the world, wouldn't it, for that part? Yeah. Of
1: so But uh, I really wanted to get on to, I wanted to fly to the Isle of Scilly or at least fly over it because I want to see how small it is. Yeah. Because we got we got some, some work out there, which got delayed because of the, the hurricane. And apparently the street is not very big, but you could carpet it in under a day <laughs> if you were to do such a thing. Uh, I think again, this is one of those games which is very much community based. If I take that then turn the sound down on the machine. Obviously, with all the people that are building their own aircraft and stuff like that to put on the on the marketplace, and as much as well as other expansions as well, it's something that just be it, it just builds and builds. Uh, one day the whole Xbox might only just hold that one game. <laughs> Without an expansion.
0: Yeah. Just imagine if one day you got that complete sort of like version of Inception with the game and it Mm. got so detailed that within your Xbox console, you could go into a house and it's an Xbox console there where you could play Flight Simulator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's that sort of game where I did purchase one one plane back. Well, one plane back. It was just a Spitfire. Yeah. Which is a very, I mean, really one of my favourite wartime planes that was in battle of Britain.
0: and you got your flight stick as well didn't you
1: i have it sitting there boxed up at the moment because i've not had a chance to get that else since I've been putting this room together but yeah i'd, I'd love to, it's a shame we can't play this in virtual reality this this version yeah uh, it'd be interesting if it's such a thing was available but obviously i can't use my playstation headset for it
0: i don't know if you can on pc to be honest never no? i've not tried it got my vr headset here but i've not tried it mm.
1: I mean, the new content, we've got five air, five new aircraft. We've got uh, more weather updates, new USA airports, more cities in 3D photography. There's another 14 training missions, six Discovery flights. Because this is now the Game of the Year edition, isn't it? Which is, yeah. They've done that often, but we just get the update. Uh, and I think there's some other missions there, including a, a, one of the fighter jets as well. But I won't purchase one yet because I'll wait until we get the Top Gun one, which will be part of the pack. Yeah. Visually, it's stunning. I think... It's one of the most relaxing games you can play. Unless you're about to crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, people say there aren't much to do in it, but with the training missions, the flights you can do, uh, there are things to do to learn how to fly a plane.
0: Yeah, it's more, to me, it's less of a game and more of an experience.
1: Yeah, well, I think so, yeah. I totally yeah. agree with you there. I mean, no. I,
0: I, I tried it on PC and I just I couldn't get away with it. It just... It wasn't for me. I, I don't like sort of like hyper realistic games. Do you know, mm. like your know, simulators? I don't just, the, the. it's very rare that I get really into those.
1: Except for lawnmower ones, something like that maybe.
0: Yeah, well, those are normally a cut above.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so if I actually, while we're here, let me go into, I think it's going to be profile. There we go. My pilot profile says 191 hours. Is that in game hours? That's so all it says.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's in game hours because that's a that's a big difference between the console companion, which registers how long you've been connected to a game, yeah. and uh, actual playtime.
1: Interesting figures there. Number of, <laughs> number of, number of actual flight crashes five. I'm not too bad. Total flight time thirty. Yeah. So what did you say? Thirty one. Thirty-two hours forty-three. Well, that's quite closer, actually. But yeah, no, it's uh, it is good fun. Yeah. Considering I've only done three training missions, I've done no bush trips yet, and I haven't done any landing challenges. So there's plenty of stuff to get on me there with that game. Mm. But maybe you should just maybe I don't know maybe you should try on the Series X and see what you think.
0: <clears throat> I did download it, but I ended up just removing it because
1: too it's big. a
0: bit it's too big, and I wanted the space for something else.
1: I get that i do i mean my xbox series x at the minute is probably sitting at let's have a look i've got 48 gig left mm-hmm. and that is only with one two three four five ten that's 11 games on there yeah you know but if i was to say to you how much the uh the the, the game plus save data is the save data is 41 gig. And the game is actually 114. Yeah, so that's a pretty chunk of a size.
0: It's a hell of a chunk of a size. It mm. takes if uh, if you had that permanently installed on your uh, Xbox, then it would give you about the same amount of memory left as yeah. you would have on a PlayStation
1: 5. <laughs> because because obviously the way this game works is you can actually play the world online if you wanted to, and that would save you 59 60 gigs. Yeah. But I've actually downloaded, all in case the world went apart, and I could still play it. So yeah. Okay, what's your number five?
0: My number five is I've put this on because it's not quite my kind of game. But mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a caveat on this. I've restricted my top five to new games that were released in 2021, not games I've played, and also not older games that have been made up to 60 FPS with whatever, jiggery-pokery, by either, you know, PlayStation or Xbox.
1: Well, I've only got one of like that in mind, but then I'd say that's more than just an upgrade for that game because it's built from the ground up. But other than that, they're all from 2021.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you know, I've, you know, I've uh, been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I could have said, oh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it's had the PS5 upgrade, blah, blah, blah. But no, I, no, I these feel that...
1: Yeah, these are all games that have actually physically, had a physical Had release. a physical
0: release this year. So
1: um,
0: for me, uh, I've not played that that many sort of like new new releases, but I think that hasn't in terms of good quality new releases. I feel this has been a really poor year. Um, you know, it, unlike say like previous years, mm. I think we've seen a lot less. We, I mean, there's been a lot of games released, but I don't think we've seen like the the AAA blockbuster games uh, as much as previous years this year. Uh, but for me, the number five is Returnal. Okay. So that's the PlayStation 5 roguelike shooter, um, where, you know, as a shooter, it's absolutely great. I love it as a shooter. Mm. Um, and I love the exploration aspect of it and the changing environment, which makes it a bit of a challenge to navigate your way through. Um, and I know that as a rogue sort of type game, and it has that mechanic of resetting every time you die. But ultimately that mm. was the thing that turned me off this game because if you had the slightest stop of concentration or someone came at the door and you had to go you know you think oh, i'll just put the controller down for a second you come back and you were dead mm. sort of thing um and then you then you started the loop again and i just ended up finding that to be quite frustrating but i know a lot of people really love that as a challenge and when i was playing it before that feeling of I'm sick of doing this loop now, started mm. to kick in. I was enjoying it so much. I think what they should have done is done two, done like uh, the easy version, easy with inverted commas here, saying uh, you can save at any point and you, know, you can progress that way. And then the yeah. hardcore version, which has that reset mechanic. If they'd have done that, this game would have been a perfect release for the PlayStation 5. As it happens, eventually I got fed up of it. But I really enjoyed playing it at the time. And mm. for me, it was at the time one of the best games I'd played on the PS5.
1: It, was it the first game you played on the PS5? No,
0: no, that was Miles Morales. Because
1: so I'm surprised, actually, I know it's not in your list, is did you play Ratchet & Clank by any chance?
0: No, no, I didn't. And that was also released last year, I think, as well.
1: I think it oh, was November yeah, release. It, it was when it, when it came out, when the machine came out. Yeah, <coughs> it was, yeah. yeah
0: so um, anything like you know Spider-Man Miles Morales honest, that's uh, not not being classified because it was a launch release. Mm. So that meant there was a few good games I could you know I couldn't really talk about because I could have said Assassin's Creed Valhalla but that was last year.
1: Yeah that was yeah, yeah. console launch time wasn't it
0: really. Yeah exactly. So um you know it how I've done my list is a bit restrictive but Oh, yeah, no, we we both understand. the same they came out in 2021 whether they are
1: it's, it's, yeah. it's you know
0: yeah but like i said i, I don't think uh and an adding an enhancement to an old game is a re-release that's just added an enhancement
1: <clears throat> yeah well i suppose well then again i could have said um destiny 2 no 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 well you, i could actually say the expansions because they do come out during the year but destiny Two is the base game isn't it so yeah but um you know you got something like um Alan Wake. Which is a physical game that was released this year, although it was a remake.
0: But that Alan, I, I almost considered putting Alan Wake on because mm. Alan Wake is a new game. It's or a remaster of the old game, so that yeah. would be fair. But a game that is was already on sale that had, you know mm. last year that has had an enhancement is, is that's different. Yeah. <clears throat> Thinking about Assassin's Creed uh, or games that have had enhancements that I've been playing, uh, I don't know whether or not you're aware, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey has had some new free DLC after all these years.
2: Was it?
0: Yep, yeah. and it's also linked to the uh, another uh, piece of uh, DLC which is also <laughs> on Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
1: Is it automatic? Does it automatically download? Does it or not?
0: Uh, I think it's automatically as part of one of the updates, and it comes mm. up with your uh, mission log if you're the right level.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, look, Assassin's Creed needs an update. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Update then, there you go. Yeah, go it, for it's, it. it's, it's
0: uh, free, uh, free to download, which I think is really cool after all these years that they've just released a little bit of DLC. Because what was it, 2018? Something like that, Assassin's was Creed? Really? Yeah, because they've obviously had Valhalla, and then it was a mm. couple of years before, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 5th of October, 2018. God. So a three-year-old game has had brand new DLC. Mm. There we go. Uh, but I've almost completed it now. Like a like 100% including all DLC. Yeah. I've got like, I think I've got six trophies to get.
1: Another 13 gig, there you go. Yeah, so
0: do you want to do your next game?
1: Okay, so this can be sort of a, we're going to go backwards and forwards a little bit, but even though I haven't played enough of it, I still think it needs to be in the list, and that's the Mass Effect Legendary Edition.
0: Yeah, that's your number four. And that's my number three, surprisingly enough. <laughs>
1: Uh, again, this may well be a, a redo, however you want to look at it Yeah But built from the ground up with all the, the, the first three games uh, It's worthy of being in anyone's list I mean, can't believe now it was May 2021 when this came out
0: I know, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: And for such a good game that it is I mean, I still think that I think number two is my favourite of the three He's thinking about it now
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I would go with that I, th- I think it is
1: mm. But now it's only—I mean—you can pick it up at Argus for fourteen ninety-nine at the moment.
0: I know. So, I mean, when you think about that, you're getting th- uh, each game for five pounds. Yeah, that's a lot of game for that amount of money.
1: Mm, it is. I mean, the, the the enhancements. Obviously, they 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 gave it a little tweak for the uh, for the Series X, and there is PS5. Yeah, yeah. For, I was just to say for the new machines, we say? Yeah um and he did a grand job of doing it it just looks it looks superb and
0: the it's a fantastic story and i'd heard a rumor that the next mass effect is going to be the continuing adventures of shepherd
1: or shepherdess yeah
0: <laughs> either no. shepherd or Shep whichever Shep sounds like a dog it does, yeah. doesn't it femshep it come on come on girl come on it just doesn't sound right but the sh- character of shepherd whether yeah. male or female, that's supposed to be the uh, centre in the next one. So I'd heard on a rumour, I don't know whether or not that's been confirmed or whatever, but I really hope it is, mm. you know.
1: That would make you at least go and finish these three games because then you'd like to think that when they'd like to grab your save, to yeah. continue the um your, your path mm. that you've taken through the three games, if there was to be a fourth. Well, in the line
0: I mean, of to, to be fair, the path that you've taken barring a couple of side issues, you always end up at the same point.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> but it me like the crew you have and what who's left from the from the fight, who you slept with, who didn't, <laughs> who's got the arse with you because you didn't sleep with them or whatever it's going to be, you know what I mean?
0: I think that my character slept with just about any female that was available. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to get the... Uh... The amour or whatever it was trophy wasn't I? or oh, achievement?
1: What's it called? the Tune for that?
0: It was some, something like uh, L'Amour or something like that. Like the trophy.
1: Chateau de mort, Something. Yeah. Um,
0: but so you know, I, I you know tried sleeping with every character I possibly could in order mm. to be able to get that trophy. That was yeah. the only reason why my character did
1: that. <laughs> so you're not you're not you're not being very loyal, are you? You're faithful. No. You're being a right, right slat.
0: Yeah, why not? <clears throat> Having said that, though, my Alexius character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey was a stud. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, unlike the person controlling it, it, would be more like a press stud. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it is, I mean... I uh, I don't know if it's going to be in a lot of people's top five or even top ten, maybe. Um, depends how many games they play and what, what, what's yeah. in their list. But I, I, I just think it's, I think it was something we've been after for quite a few years.
0: And ironically, be- immediately before this was um, released to say, this is coming in the next couple of weeks, because there was a very short timescale between, hey, we're going to do it, and hey, it's here. Mm. Um I'd started playing Mass Effect and modding it on the PC. Do you remember?
1: Oh, I, do you know I can't? I've still got my uh, original sixty Mass Effect disc up there on the shelf.
0: Yeah, still got mine as well.
1: It won't ever get played. <laughs> Although, the actual, you don't need it for, um, for the console because you can actually play it if you wanted to go old school. Mm. But why would you? Uh, yeah. I don't think, I don't, uh, do you think they should remake another certain Mass Effect game or not? Or do you think they should really get involved well with it? Uh
0: what's the quote from the game? Um my face is hurting at that or <laughs> that or something like that. Um, <clears throat> no, um I think the main well, the, the two main problems with Mass Effect Andromeda was the character models
2: mm.
0: for the characters and the animations that link to them seem to have degenerated back to the original Xbox days, yeah, um as opposed to being moving on to Xbox One from the 360. You know, they they just it felt like there was a backward step in quality of graphics, yeah, uh, on the characters, um
1: especially their movement. Actually, they looked, they moved a bit.
0: Well, just just the faces are kind of like they look like a cross, they, they look like a cartoon character who'd had Botox.
1: Well, they—they they were know, like they'd been sniffing some cocaine or something, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I would know exactly what that
0: looks like, but you know. And I yeah, I know what you mean. You, something something that you would imagine someone would look like, but mm. it was—it was just such a such a poor sort of uh, sort of rendition uh, of the game, and it was bugged and all of that. And the other thing that was bad with it as well, the other big problem was the alien Sudoku that was.
1: Oh yes, yeah.
0: Yeah. That was, as soon as I hit that, I was like, I'm out. (laughs) I thought, I can sit and work it out, but I choose not to play Sudoku ever. Why do I want to play it as part of a game I want to enjoy, knowing I'm not going to enjoy it? And it was just sort of like, do another type of puzzle, but just don't do that for Absolutely everything And you had to do loads of them as well That's what mm. did my head in about the game And that was why I walked away from it Yeah,
1: definitely got burned um, burnt uh, that game also, For sure
0: I mean, I know you could go to a website And you could look up what the codes were And stuff like that But that's not the point
1: No, no
0: So, but great collect. You know, the, the Mass Effect Legendary Collection Is a fantastic thing to get mm. Especially if you've never played it If you were too young to play Mass Effect when it was out on the 360,
1: I think that'd be a great thing. I mean, I'd love to be in that position again.
0: Yeah. I, I'd, I'd would would love to be able to wipe
1: my memory of playing this game and then just replay it now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just sort of like, could I have, like, maybe an accident where something hit me on the head? I lost my memory of playing this game and I get some time off work to recover so I can play this game and enjoy it new and <laughs> mm. think get my memory back. That would be quite cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not exactly seconds Tom, but you know what I mean Yeah <laughs> You'd never start the game if you was in But, uh, you know what I mean
0: Yeah, but, no, good good choice Like I said, that was my number three So, yeah. uh, my number four Is Little Nightmares 2 Did I ever play that? I didn't, I didn't to be honest Do you know what game it is?
1: Yeah, because I do own Little Nightmares I'm sure I do, let me have a look While you're going to be rabbiting on
0: so, for those of you who don't know, Little Nightmares 2 is a puzzle platform horror adventure uh, from uh, Tarsier Studios, and it's published by Bandai Namco uh, sorry, Damco Entertainment. Um, and it's a sequel, or rather, the prequel to 2017's, uh, 2017's Little Nightmares. So, the story precedes the events of the first game, uh, and you follow uh, Mono, who must work with the uh, six who was a pr- protagonist from the first game or the you know the uh, little nightmares one uh to survive the horrors of pale city and discover what the dark secrets are
1: mm. yeah i've got the first game I'm just i just can see it in my list
0: mm. i love the first game as well it, it, it's um it's a very sort of in a way traditional kind of platformer but with that 3d aspect uh to it mm. and I just enjoyed this game uh, so much. There is no spoken words in the game, but you can understand what the characters in the game are kind of like saying it's not an easy game either. You know, there are lots of things to sort of catch you out and stuff like that. And you have to, on some areas, really figure out what's going on and how you can escape a specific room and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, And a lovely, lovely Lovely twist at the end. The end is brilliant of that game. It really does have a good twist to it. Well worth playing. Uh, you have probably pick this up quite cheap nowadays. It's available on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, and also Switch. So, you know, unless, and I don't know if it's on Stadia or whatever, but if you've got any access to any of those, Try this game, it's really good.
1: Mm. Yeah, I should go back to the first one to be honest.
0: Yeah, I completed the first one. Um, I didn't get 100% gamer score or trophies in it, Mm. Uh, but I did enjoy the game.
1: Yeah, very different, very very one of a kind, again, isn't it? Sorry, very one of a kind sort of game,
0: or two of a kind in this case,
1: (laughs) (laughs) with the for, for a scrolling platform the way it is.
0: Yeah, it's uh. It's it's a good take on the on the platform genre,
2: mm.
0: and the the models and everything that look so good, so definitely worth a worth a pick up.
1: Mm. Absolutely.
0: Right, Steve, do you want to do your number three? Because that mine I've already said mine. So
1: yeah. So my number three was one you won't have in your little list is um, Halo Infinite, and I'm just classing it as the, I haven't really played too much of the multiplayer because that's really a separate game. Yeah. because that is free to download uh mind your services but it's just just two separate items but they will be in the same platform but i think from what we were going to get with halo infinite to what we've got now i'm really pleased it was delayed and the way the sandbox works as much as i've played it although uh, again it's other games stop me playing other games sometimes the experience i've had so far i've really really enjoyed it
0: yeah so the whole thing's out now isn't it
1: yes it is yeah
0: yeah I mean, the only reason why I've not played this is because I've been concentrating solely on Odyssey because mm. I want to 100% the game, yeah. That, and I've been that's been to the detriment of everything else. Um, but also I'm just still enjoying that game so much, and there's still question marks on my map that have not been opened. I couldn't believe it. I even today found another, uh, you know, uh, jumping point your synchronisation point on the game. I thought I'd got them all, but I'd just not discovered the fact that there was one in this particular area. Mm. And even though I'd run through it several times, it had not come up. So it was just sort of like, wow. It just goes to prove the immensity of that map. But um, Halo Infinite, I'm really looking forward to playing that.
1: I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, we've had, some, we've had a bit of co-op time on the other games. Yeah, we have. And when this music starts, it just gives me goosebumps. And it's got that feel of the old Halo with the new, you know, it hasn't got the clunkiness of Halo yeah. that we've, we've critically moaned at, like most people have. But it's still got the base of what Halo is about and what it is with yeah. Master Chief. Obviously, with the improved graphics, um, he's, obviously, he's now Batman because he's got
0: the... Uh, the repelling... Uh,
1: the repelling... Yeah. Line, line,
0: line.
1: Yeah. line, and because it's called Halo Infinite, I should imagine this would be the base of the rest of what they ever might release. Mm. The same way Destiny Two works, I think you'll end up with other stuff being attached to the game, yeah. or even maybe more maps and worlds might, you know, might come onto it. Who knows? But I'd like to get over, get through the campaign at some point. There's, I don't think, I've, you know, I've not. It doesn't actually tell you because you know you normally can go back and see how many, how many, map, how many um sort of different. Um, areas are up for the campaign yes it doesn't really tell you so i can't really say how much i've played but it's just it's an xbox game that sits with me uh, as as what xbox has always been about i mean it was its baby anyway mm. i haven't have you been watching that documentary yet no so i've downloaded it or purchased it for free on the xbox itself within the uh the movie app only just started but i'm looking forward to getting to that part of the point where I'm reading in the first chapter where they just, they're talking about how they were railroading people in Microsoft to get, you know, to push forward this idea of a games console. And yeah, no, it, it looks great. It plays well. If, if I was to say one thing, would I want it to have the same sort of shooting mechanic as Destiny? I don't know, really, because I think I'm probably happy with the way it works at the moment.
0: Yeah, it I, would be- I presume it's not massively different.
1: Well, when you zoom in, for example, you don't have the hell weapon come in your face with a with a crosshair. Yeah. It still is to your left to your right of you. Mm-hmm. But then you have a massive crosshair in the center of the screen. Yeah. Where it still say so it just zooms in a bit, if you know. Yeah,
0: sure. but I'm assuming left trigger still zooms in and stuff like that. The controls yeah. will feel pretty standard.
1: Oh yeah, they will be, yeah. Yeah. You know, And the way that you, you know, the amount of weapons you carry from your LB and RB to your sword and your sticky grenades and and whichever weapon, because it would still have weapons you pick up along the way that you can discard when you've run out and you can pick something else up. But it it really looks well. I mean, do you remember when everyone first got this, they used to say, look at the grass. Wow, look how good that looks. But now just look at the rocks and the ground and the dirt and how that looks. (laughs) It is... It is really impressive. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this story pans out. I won't say too go. much about how far I've got to it. I'm going gonna, gonna to take off again in a minute uh, for my next part of the mission. So, yeah, really good. I'd urge people to, to definitely give it a go. It's on Game Pass, obviously, so there's no reason why not to. No, as long as you're
0: subscribing to Game Pass, that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay, so you're number two.
0: My number, Well, our number two, number two. <laughs> is... Go on, Steve.
1: Forza Horizon
0: 5. Yay, we both agree. Second best game of the year.
1: And let me just boot that game up while you're sort of chatting away.
0: I've really enjoyed playing this game. I've not played it overly. I'm trying to just sort of like do a little bit because I'll tend to play a racing game, get fed up, and then... Move on. Move on. Mm. Whereas I'm trying to do give myself bits of this I mean the first thing I did was went looking for all of the barns this time yeah so I've got all of those cars I'm waiting for some of them to be built
1: they it's funny that how that works the last one takes forever to get built
0: yeah but you can pay for it to be fast built
1: oh no I don't I can't be asked. now Yeah, come when it comes you know I've got yeah. enough cars to play with blimey especially in this game
0: but I mean it's visually stunning the sounds fantastic and there's loads of variety in the game if you want an arcadey experience for driving, who are you going to call? Forza yeah, Horizon Five.
1: Exactly. It's I think seeing how the games have progressed over the years. I know some people moan that it's still got the same sort of things, but that's what Forza is all about. Yeah. From the Horizon point of view, <clears throat> if you took away the barn finds, then um, you know, oh, I've got a new gift. I got one gift sale. Someone's dropped me a gift off in one of the barns. It's nice of them. Mm it's 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 got plenty to do the map as i say can get very overpopulated but my advice is to you is to actually go into the filter and take out and just look what you're after and you can just give you a bit more of a, a look at what you look at because i look at the map when it's everything there and it's it is so, overwhelming oh absolutely but i don't think i've finished the story yet believe it or not i don't think i have
0: i'm not anywhere near as far into it as you are <clears> you <throat> I've struggled to see how the seasons have worked
1: Well let's put it this way Just going back to the story And you've got one, two, three, four, five You've got six areas to unlock Yeah The different festivals And they each would have four or three add-ons to the area I've only got one add-on to do And that's everything unlocked But I haven't definitely not done everything though
0: So that's the whole story then Yeah <clears throat> i'm about halfway through the story
1: yeah but i haven't finished off some of the big bits at the end of each area because right. when i look when i look at the accolades that you got i've still got one lot which might be something to do with actually finishing the story mm. as it is but yeah you, you were going to say about the uh seasons did you want to talk about yeah um to so the festival playlists
0: yeah i I sort of struggled with that, because whenever I tried to do something in one of the festivals, it was saying no. And I was just sort of like, I ended up giving up on that.
1: What do you mean by saying no? Did you have the wrong vehicle to do some of the...
0: Well, you would have thought it would have given you a clue, like, um, you know, you've got the wrong type of car, it
1: does choose because... this. Well, what but... it does is, so, so We're on, we've actually just changed now, we're on autumn at the moment.
0: Yeah, but you know how it greys out when you, that part of the festival's done?
1: Yeah, but you can go back to it because it, it, it lasts for about a week each each season. Yeah, they'll go get, back. It'll, roll, it'll revert to them all <clears> and come back to the next one again.
0: Yeah, because I wanted to get the DeLorean and then I thought oh, I'll, I'll start playing it and I went in and it wouldn't let me join anything that was in the active season. There was just no option to join it, full stop. I don't know whether or not it was glitched or what, but I tried it a couple of times and then I just thought, I can't be bothered anymore, and I just left it. I
1: think the season lasts about a week each time. Yeah, because this one at the moment we've got have got four days to go. But what you can do if you highlight one of the different um, events you have to do, mm-hmm. and you click the right the right thumbstick, it will tell you what the restrictions are. Right. So, for example, the speed trap, pyramid of the sun, car restrictions, and Audi RS six o three, uh, and and so on and so forth. There is uh, some nice little fun things to do there. To pick up. Yeah. What's that there? The monthly post a clean that to complete. Is that the DeLorean there? I think. Yeah, I think it is. So you can, I think you can pick it up there as well. Because right. so there's a monthly event. Yeah. Which is to the far right and it's got a picture of the DeLorean in there. Okay. For four points. So whether that means you pick it up, I don't know. There are a few few Christmas things start to appear on it as well. Yeah. And each week, the Forza Thun Horizon shop will change its highlighted card that it'll have for the week. But the autumn. Um, storm season, they call it. we got the, I can never say that, the um, Egg the one, which is one of, one of the fastest cars in the game. Yeah. Which you can pick up for 25 points. So I might have a look at that. But when I look at my, I think I've got quite a few of those cars because mm. that's K, it's right at the far end. So when I look at that, for example, so I'm scrolling across. I can find K. There we go, yeah. Yeah, so I've got, I've actually got that car, I think. Anyway, I've already purchased it somehow. Yeah, I've already got it.
0: Yeah, I know you've got the DeLorean.
1: No, I'm at the Koenigs in the... Oh, uh, right, okay. That, yeah, because I I think with the addition I got, you, every now and then you pick up um, the wheel spins extras. Yeah. So I had four wheel spins today, which I got nine cars out of that. Nice. Which is okay, because I'm up to 151 cars now. <laughs> I've got 4 million, 4.3 million to spend me. Plenty to go by But I say I just love the way The way it works I love the the mechanics Of the vehicles They all look so good And they all do Act differently Yeah All I can say Is I cannot wait For Forza The next Forza Motorsport game Which we should see I'd say September Next year hopefully Yeah it's Forza 6 Isn't it I think so Yeah I've I've forgotten Because the last Forza game Was a long time ago Mm. It feels like it now Anyway
0: well, it was a couple of years ago because we had 4s of 4, and now we've had 4s of 5.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Playground Games are working on a Fable game as well, so they probably took a break from this, or there would be a team working on the new Fable game at the moment as well. Yeah. Whether that, that'll that come out.
0: You're hoping that there is.
1: Well, there is, because they they it has been announced that they're working on the game. So we've seen the trailer for it, so... Yeah. But, yeah, the way the the way the cars work, I mean, every car actually plays differently, even, even from pushing the uh, the B button to do some... Wheel, to do some locking up of the, of the tires just to do some spins everything just works differently uh yeah. and I, I can't give this this game enough praise for how it looks how it feels and where it's won some of the uh, best racing games awards at the moment it's fully justified as far as I'm concerned yeah. <clears throat> and I think you can earn as many cars you don't have to spend a fortune on this game
0: no you can earn them in in the game
1: yeah and well, actually, there's, I don't think you can spend physical money other than buying the special edition. Yeah. Which I did. But uh, they throw cars at you left, right and centre. Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah, I think I, I still like the idea of the, the, the wheel spin for, for like, a, like the fruit machine for the, for the cars and stuff. Yeah,
0: I quite like the one where you get the triple spin.
1: Yes. I always, I, what I do do, I always go sigh when I get a, a something for my character because I'm not too fussed about that. Yeah. But is it is for that point of view. I am not too fussed. Because when you go into the uh, I think it's My Horizon, isn't it? I'm not too sure now. I think where it was. But anyway, yeah, you've got your character that's created. I've I've kept my character created from the same from the last game. She's the same basically the same person. Mm. Uh yeah, I, I yeah this you know it this again this does look realistic this time. You blink and you think that you're out on the roads of Mexico. It is a very good looking game. The reflections, everything these little minute details you get off the cars. The sun glare at the back at the moment, where I'm driving along, just where that sun moves in the vehicle as the the sun goes down as well. And you've got, you know, the the cloud mechanics, the weather mechanics in there. It's just all fantastic. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. So you're number one, because this is where we differ.
1: We do, in fact, we do. So my number one is Resident Evil Village. Now, whether you would have called that, I don't know. I think I might have done Cause I was zooming and I whether to put thoughts there, but I thought, you know what? I, I'm really enjoying this at the moment. I've not completed the game, yeah. It's a slightly different version of how the game plays out compared to the last one. And again, this has had a few awards itself over mm. the last couple of weeks. And I think this one I urge people to play as well. Yeah, it's not as scary, no, but you has no. the scary elements in it, but
0: and and also the. Enemies are kind of like much more limited to their territories as well and sort of scripted, aren't they, than some of the other games?
1: Mm. I think, they are. Most, most of the games, I mean, you'll go down the corridor in Resident Evil 2 and you might pick up a, a rabid dog of some kind chasing you. Yeah. But, no, I just think, I think the, the, the characters in this game are very much lifelike. I think the way they portray them to bring them to life, just walk around the the, uh, the, the castle mansion. Mm. The atmosphere it gives off in the dark, gloomy area that, you, that it sets in. Um, superb, and I say this is nice that they've actually it of it does join to the last story from the last game. Yeah, that's all quite relevant. And yeah, again, this one I think you can pick up pretty cheap now.
0: Yeah, it's is not it too expensive. Is it
1: on Game Pass? I don't think it is. Is it?
0: Did uh, you saw the video, didn't you? Because. Uh... <clears throat> the Madame, whatever her name is. Oh yes. Yeah, they've highly sexualized that on some videos, haven't they? They've got one where um, someone's modded it so that you have to go around smacking her backside and stuff like that.
1: Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah, there's plenty of that. Yeah. I'm just looking. I just. I where mean,
0: quite, it... quite. Why you would be, you know, find somebody who's like eight foot tall. Hmm. <laughs> in any way that you know i suppose whatever floats you bought but um it's weird the things that people do to video games
1: yeah but the 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 the, um the actress that portrayed the character it's very staying in her own right (laughs) yeah so whether or not they did um use her to a certain degree for the character i don't really know to be honest just trying to see if any of the reason because some of the the games are on there aren't they i'm not too sure if they are or not but maybe they're not, then. I can't see them there. But anyway, yeah, it's it's probably pretty, if you go into the, the Microsoft store, I'm sure it's pretty cheap to purchase. Well worth it, too.
2: Mm. Anyway.
1: anyway, what's in your, because I'm actually not looking on the screen at the minute, so I <coughs> don't even know what's in your number one.
0: My one is Hitman 3.
1: Oh, that is very much a beloved uh, franchise of yours, isn't it?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it never used to be years ago, but uh, particularly with these three Hitman games and Absolution before that, Definitely uh, something that I was uh, into. Uh, This is obviously the conclusion to the Hitman 3 trilogy, which is great, you know, uh, great, because I think they're going on to do Bond games next, so I understand.
1: Uh, Yes, they are, yeah.
0: Um, So in terms of uh, Hitman 3, what I love about the the games is the fact that there is so much variety uh, in the games. They have the things like the elusive targets, stuff like that. Uh, there's yes. new stuff every month I think it's uh, I think it's uh, absolutely brilliant um, I really enjoy uh, The franchise There's loads of variety for how you can Complete a, complete a level mm-hmm. or, You know, you can uh, Well, like I said th- There's loads of variety You can either do a stealthy sneak You can get dressed up as other characters And, uh, you know, infiltrate Places that way Or you can mm-hmm. Do whatever you like, and what I really like the way that they've done with these th- uh, three games is on the third game. If you have Hitman one and two, mm-hmm. and then you um, have them installed on your machine, you can play the levels from Hitman one and two in Hitman three. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's using a new engine and everything that comes in in that. So, and they did that with Hitman two, with Hitman one as well. Mm-hmm so that's really good you know that's uh it means that you've got loads of content and it revitalizes some of your older versions of the game as well but i completed this game absolutely loved it fantastic brilliant jobs are good mm, i haven't
1: played them for a while i didn't i don't know which hitman i played what was the last one i played was when you had the beginning of the scene in the shower that's right i'm not sure. I remember now was it hitman 2 maybe i can't remember I don't think I actually own them. Even on the Xbox, I'm looking looking for Hitman, and I can't see how that I've got any there. To be honest, just trying to see. I can't. No, I can't actually see. I can see a lot of Resident Evil games in my list, but um,
0: I was I was sure that uh, Hitman, was it one or two, was given away with games of gold. Yeah. At one point, maybe you didn't add it to your list. They are really good games. You should try them, Steve. If you've not had a go. Yeah.
1: No, I have. I have played. I do remember playing some of the games back in the day. So I've got oh, what we've got here um I've got the first hitman yeah and games for gold yeah oh look I can download that regardless yeah, look at that there you go so though so is that that one there uh that's it's got the white background with him with a briefcase and a a side yeah. sidearm with the with a science on it
0: yeah there's some there's some good there's there's a lot of good content in the hitman games so many different ways of killing people you know you can make things look like accidents you can go in all guns blazing you probably won't live very long but you can uh or you could do that stealth run
1: yes i do you know that might be this hitman might have been the last one i played actually i'll leave the video running while you're chatting about it um
0: you, you want to tr- you want to try Hitman Three because the environments are really beautiful. There's a, a lot of variety in the in the environments as well. Uh, there's yeah. like a, a great I don't know whether it's Scottish or whatever, but sort of like you know big mansion uh, for you to do, and you can get dressed up as a sort of like Sherlock Holmes type detective on it, and stuff like that. So many different weird and wacky costumes that you can put on, and it's all about really learning the patterns in terms of uh what characters do and you know the timings of all of those events because uh the the game is one where repetition and playing the same level but then playing it differently to achieve mm. the same goal really pay you know it pays off and this is why um, i think you'd like it because you like doing that sort of like repetitious stuff because of destiny mm. and you know, sometimes we attack problems in different directions, and that's why I think you'd probably like this. Yeah,
1: I think this is this is the game of the is this the game of the year edition? I think it might. Be it might be that, no, sure. but it,
0: I got it at the beginning of the year, so it was just Hitman Three.
1: No, Hitman the first one. I oh
0: yeah, I think it probably was Game of the Year edition because uh, there was the one with all of the DLC, and then there's the one with the DLC. Plus patient zero, mm. which uh, was a, another bonus level, which wasn't. I any remember back game. in the day
1: there was one. I, it was when I played, and I was in a, like a marketplace, and there's this person you just to take out, but I ended up poisoning him or her with food, yeah, instead, instead of using a, a weapon of any kind.
0: I think that was a, one on the boat, wasn't it?
1: No, this was in a marketplace in some village. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, I know the one. Yeah, I know the level.
1: Yeah, and I remember having to poison them. That was a good way. I went into the kitchens. I, I got some food out and was able to place it in the place that she'd pick it up or he'd pick it up to to, to, to take them out. But I'm downloading that that Hitman I've got here. I've got here on um, in my list of Xbox games for gold, mm. which is huge, by the way, when I look at it.
0: Oh, yeah, hundreds of games. In there. I
1: don't download every game because there's some games I'm just not going to play. Do you add them? Um, depends. I mean, games for gold. I, I've got Escapist, so I don't need that one. Twisted, t- Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. I mean, we, I, actually, what I'll do is I'll get that now because that was supposed to be quite good, wasn't it?
0: Did you play that? Which one, sorry? The um, Tim-
1: Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet.
0: A long time ago. I can't yeah. remember much of it.
1: I'll get Tripico 5 because I've never played those games.
0: I've played all of those. Mm. Like Sim City, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: well, I played, I played on the PC back in the day.
0: Yeah. It's Sim City, but you're a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, let me go Anyway, while Steve's adding his games to his... Yeah,
1: while well, I'm adding my games... You
0: just, sh- shall we move scenario. on to our top uh, five cinema releases? Let's
1: go for it. OK. Hi, everyone. It's Mark Tudor here. I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank Hayden and Steve for taking the time and effort required to put the podcast together each week. It really is
0: appreciated. Um, and also to just wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and New Year, Thanks, guys, and keep up the great work. So, Steve, what's your number
1: five? My number five is David, Gaw- David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills. Okay. Uh, very much a delayed movie, again, due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, but what I was looking forward to – now, there are some fours and against to this movie, whereas it's not the perfect Halloween flick, but we do have the good score from John Carpenter, his son Cody, and his godson Daniel Davis. Uh, I've got the album now I'll pick that up uh, I've, I've, I've seen for years with these high points and low points in this film where the high points I did love the kills in it mm. very very gruesome but the scenes in the hospital did get me down a bit and they were just it was a bit wrong for me how that planned out with the attack on everyone going against Michael in the, in, the, in the in the town but overall, I just did enjoy it and I just look forward to part three when that comes out October next year. Hopefully. All well and good. Fair enough. Um I haven't decided to pick this up yet. On It's probably coming out, I think, in February, January next year. But I'm sure I probably will do because I'll add, add, add it to my collection. Mm. So, yeah, I think really, you know, good fun film, yeah. my point of view. OK, what's your number five?
0: My number five, um, and I'm going to say the big caveat here, I've not seen The Matrix 4 or um, The King's Man, uh, which I have a feeling that this would knock my number five off that list. And I've literally kept it to movies I've seen at the cinema. But my number five is Dune. Okay. So obviously this is a story based on one of my favourite set of books of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that respect I, I will be honest I'm extremely biased as a result of that <laughs> uh, the, well,
1: there's, the, there's nothing wrong with being biased No The uh,
0: the book is I think exceptionally difficult to translate to the silver screen due to the way that the narrative style is within the book mm-hmm. which seamlessly flows from uh, the different characters actions and you know comments on what they've said to Their internal monologues, and there isn't any gap in between that. It just goes on, you know, quite seamlessly uh, to it. And um, it's due to that narrative style uh, and the characters' thoughts that that's the method that the uh, story and the details of the story Mm -hmm. are carried forward in the book. But you can't do it so much as well on a film. This is something that David Lynch struggled with in the 1985 version of the movie. Which in mm. my opinion, it's one of those marmite movies, is that? But in my opinion, it's a classic movie.
1: Oh, I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad movie at all. Um, but in terms of that whole uh, whole thing, I think David Lynch actually did it well, where because he actually gave the internal monologues of the characters. You know, mm. because you would see the character and you would hear the voice, but they're not talking, so you knew it was her internal monologue. Yeah. Um, so, but they didn't do it in this way. Instead, it was them sort in one or two points. It was them, um, you know, sort of like turning round away from like uh, Paul Atreides and going, "Could he be the one? Could he, you know, you know, could he be mm. the Cetsherec?" And it just sort of like. People wouldn't do that in real life. <laughs> you know, it no. just it just looked odd.
1: Um, do you think? Do you think? I know. Do you think with the technology we have today in movies that if David Lynch had, I think it would movies, have been a better it, movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. We're I mean, watching the. I'm just watching the trailer for June on Xbox. It's fifteen ninety nine. Anyone wants to purchase it there? Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's coming out of four K very shortly as well.
1: But yeah,
0: <clears throat> the movie is quite faithful to the book. If it's even though it's only half of it. And there are things mm. that are in this book that are not in the the David Lynch version. Like, for example, uh, a lot of the communication was done by hand signals in the book, and that was translated into this movie uh, as well. But what is different is the fact that key characters like Emperor Shaddam IV and the uh, uh, Phaedra Uther are not present in the movie at all, mm. which is odd to say the least. Uh, because they're sort of like main characters. And if you've watched the other uh G, and that Phaedra Uther is the character that is played by Sting in that
2: movie.
0: Mm. Um so there are there are strange things that are missing and some things that have been put in which weren't in David Lynch's version of the movie. My opinion is here that David Villeneuve has really taken on, uh, you know, he's, he's been clearly aiming at making this a visual tree with a unique look and feel of unmatched epicness. That's mm. what he was going for. The world itself, the whole world feels real. It feels whole. The environments look like you could go there the ships look like you could get on them and travel to another planet or fly across the planet or whatever um so in that respect and the the uh, battles uh, the, you know, the the battle sequences they're just a visual treat as well you know with the way that the shields work and stuff like that mm. you know the the visuals are fast they're very stylized um Timothy uh, Chalamet plays a good Paul Atreides. I still like Carl uh, McCoughlin's one more, to be fair, but, <laughs> you
2: know, we, yeah. we all have
0: our favourites. And while the epicness of Dune is, you know, clearly the movie's, or, you know, the attempt to get in there is clearly what people would think would be the strength, it's also its absolute weakness of the movie as well, because the pacing... Of this movie is shot to bits. Slow as? If it was... I'm I'm not kidding you. An asthmatic ant being given the wrong address with the wrong sense of direction and no compass and not knowing where it was, not speaking the same language as everybody else and asking directions of aliens who've never visited the planet would find Mm. its direction quicker than this movie. Um, It's just... It's just so slow, and most of it is dreamlike sequences with Zendaya uh, taking up most of the slowness.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: other thing as well, and now I love Hans Zimmer. He's a great composer. You know, he's one of my favorites. But the slowness of this movie is not helped by Z- uh, Hans Zimmer's really surprisingly un- uninspiring score of the mm-hmm. movie, which the most of it is normally a series of long notes rather than an actual epic soundtrack. So, you know, bring back Toto and the uh, Brian Eno, Roger Eno and Daniel Lenosis score because that was far better. Um, So I've been quite savage there. I know that. But overall, Mm. the the approach to June, which is exceptionally slow, does not translate the plot well. My son... Didn't understand the movie at all. Um, and I think if he'd have watched the David Lynch version. He would have done. Um, and I think the movie takes itself too seriously. And it's that failing to capture. What it aims to achieve is the problem with the movie. Don't get me wrong. You'll watch it. You'll get a visually stunning treat. You will get the Dune story. But it could have been so much better. And if it had have tried to stop I mean... being. What it was trying to be. And just Be. Itself. I mean, it it's, got a, a it's got a
1: good cast there.
0: I'm not saying it hasn't. You know, you've uh, uh, got uh, what do you call it? who played Paul Dameron um, on there as well. He's uh, Duke Leto Atreides, um, the guy who was the uh, who was on um, *Mamma Mia* and uh, the Marvel movies. He's uh, on that as well. He's you got, uh, you, got Dave, you got Dave
1: you got Dave Batista.
0: Yeah, Dave Batista. You
1: know, you've got um, a can knif- um, Zendia, who was in obviously Spider-Man as well uh,
0: Zendia, Thanks. yeah uh, Well, you say that, yeah, you've got for about Well, if you discount the Moody Dream sequences Which just shows you lens flare Captures of her walking mm. around in the, in the thing You've actually got about two minutes of her acting in it
1: What, in the whole Dune movie? Yeah <laughs> Yeah uh, and also one of my favourite um, actors actually is Rebecca Ferguson. who's yeah. absolutely stunning.
0: Yeah, she's uh, Paul's mother, isn't she?
1: Yeah, uh, Lady Jessica. Yeah, and yeah. obviously for me, she rocks in the Mission Impossible movies. She's fantastic. Yeah,
0: but and, and she's really she's really good in this. There's nothing a matter with the the cast. the The acting's great. It's just the pacing of the movie, and it's like one of your other movies of Stop doing slow motion in movies so much. <laughs> when you when you actually get a movie that the that a third of the movie is slow motion, you've done it too much, mm. Zack Snyder.
1: <laughs> uh, don't spoil my top
0: five. <laughs> hey. So, but I'm not saying it's a, you know it's a, a terrible movie. You'll enjoy it, but. As a, somebody who knows the content, this is a fail mm. for me because they they took themselves too seriously. They needed to just take a chill pill, let it be what it was, stop trying to, you know, look cool and actually give us the movie that we want and it would have been a better movie. Mm. That's my opinion on it anyway. So, but like I said, still in my top five but that's probably because of what he's seen about six or seven movies <laughs> at the cinema.
1: Well, I haven't seen as many as I want to see because no, it's just time and effort and, and money and all that. Yeah. So the only films I'm talking about are the ones I've actually physically seen that are favourites of mine. Yeah. And obviously, whether or not Spiderman, would it, if I'd have seen Spider-Man would it be in there? I don't know. Um, You know, to be honest, there's films I have not put on this list, which I really enjoyed, which is the Fear, the, the Fear movies, the three of those. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It can be difficult, but I'm thinking, what movies would I watch the most again and again? I think that's how I sort of work it. Yeah. You know, I think you, you know, you're gonna your top five is gonna be films that you've really enjoyed that you'd probably watch again and again and again. I think.
0: Yeah. But I would go back to David Lynch's movie over this
1: version. Well, we we'll get to get to that <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah.
0: Go on, then What's your uh,
1: so my number two is is a music documentary, and it is it, it's a movie at the end of the day. Yeah. And it was directed by Edgar Wright. And it's the Sparks Brothers. So I have talked about this before briefly uh, in one of the shows. But the Sparks are, are a set of brothers that have been in the music industry for 50 years. Uh-huh. And they're one of those bands where, well, you see brothers in music industry that they end up splitting up, arguing, and they don't get, they don't seem to, to get on. Where Ron and Russell Mail have seemed to have just gelled and consistently reinvented themselves through five decades of music. And as the tagline goes, the band's favorite band. So whenever their bands are talking on the road, it all leads to one band, and that's Sparks. Mm -hmm. Uh, It covers all 25 albums that they've actually released. Wow. Through the, uh, I can't remember how long the the documentary lasts for. Mm -hmm. But what I do like is the way that Edgar Wright decided to get people who like Sparks to talk about Sparks. And for example, just a few examples in there. Um, not that you might know who Rusty Egan is from Visage, um, to Giorgio Morodo, um, Beck. Uh, who else we got here? Um, I can't think of the guys. Yeah, Steve Jones, who's a, one of the Sex Pistols. Yep. Yeah. You've got John Taylor and Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran. Mike Myers himself talks about Sparks because it's, it's sort of. Influence him. So, all these people talk about their thoughts and and how much they enjoyed the band Mm -hmm. in their lives, as well as cutting in with Ron and Russell talking about their career from being teenagers to, to now, basically. And I just think if there's a music documentary, how it should be done. Edgar Wright got it off to a tee. It is quite. late. I think it's over two hours long, and I can't remember how many times I've watched this. Now I, I do own. A, I do own it digitally. I do own a Blu-ray copy as well, and I wanted the Blu-ray because it comes with the uh, full live concert from London mm-hmm. on the second disc. And I think when you love, if you love a band as much as I love Sparks, I think it just it works mm-hmm. for you, you know. Um, and I think for people that if they do like music and they may well have heard of Sparks over the years and not realized it. Um, I think, you know, it's it's worth a watch for if you're ever interested in that guy that looks like Hitler. <laughs> it was way it was it was looked at when he when they, when they came over. I mean, this band were didn't they did when they started out, they didn't do well in the, in the States. They came to the UK. But people thought that Sparks were a British band, but they weren't. They were actually American. Um Eventually, got to the Top of the Pops and uh, well, we're talking early 70s now. And yeah, it, it's something else. And, he, and, I, and I don't think a lot of people like the movie, but there's a movie called Roller Coaster. Right. Which is like a disaster movie set past eight. <clears throat> there in that. Kiss, they wanted Kiss to do the, the, the scenes for the rock band performing below the, the new Roller Coaster in this, this sort of movie. But Sparks got the gig, and uh, yeah, very well done to them too. Because I do enjoy seeing them on there. It's, it's they're pretty cool, really good guys, and I, I like the way that they can reinvent themselves every every few years and bring another album out and do the way they are. I'm sure they'll bring another album out soon as well. I put money that there'll be another one coming out, maybe their 26th album. Hmm. So yeah, that's my number four. Okay, that's what you so, number Three. I'm just going to look at yours for a minute. So we are uh, we are
0: different here.
1: Oh, we are different. So my number three is No Time to Die.
0: That's my number two.
1: <laughs> yeah. And do you want to go this time more before
0: I Yeah, looking? okay. I, I, I'd say, for, for me, hmm. obviously Daniel Craig's last outing. And while I've loved the ongoing story arc of the Daniel Craig era, hmm. for me, this is the first time that Daniel Craig has played James Bond and not Jason Bond, because um, all of the yeah, other movies... Yeah. All of the other movies have felt like a Jason Bourne movie to me. They've not felt like James Bond. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one actually felt like a Bond
1: movie.
0: Um, it's great action sequences almost from the very beginning. Um, I Without spoiling the end.
1: It was a good ending.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, without spoiling the end, they went for a, inverted commas, radical ending using a very tired now, Movie trope that has become increasingly popular over the last ten years uh, as an idea to shock you that they would do this. And I was sat there with my son, and he turned around and said, "How did you know?" Because I'd said to him,
2: "You said you did, yeah, four
0: months, four months before the movie, before anybody was talking about it. I think they're going to do this." And I was absolutely right. And I just find that so disappointing that they went that way because it was predictable.
2: For the narrative
0: of the story, for the narrative of the story, it was right. And
2: Mm.
0: we know it's not the end of James Bond. It never is. Because we know James Bond is coming back. Um, Whether or not that is James Bond as we know it, or whether or not that is Jamie Bond... Or
1: no, they, I did. Whatever. I did. I did read a piece uh, over the last week from the producers saying that they're not going to go radical with it.
0: Thank God for that, because they're ruining a lot of things doing radical stuff. Mm. They should write new stuff for the things that they're going radical with, as opposed to overwriting years of history.
2: Mm.
0: And I think uh, isn't it um, what you call it? Who plays the Witcher?
1: Henry Cavill, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's uh, currently highest tipped.
1: Personally, I still, I, God, I, he is, for me, the next James Bond.
0: I would go with him. He'd be my number two, but my number one's still Tom Hiddleston. Not too
1: sure.
0: You look at him in the Night Watch, or, or Watchmen, or Porter, or whatever the heck it was called, mm. um, and that'll change your mind.
1: I know I know where you're coming from.
0: He's got I that British I'm... look. He's He's got what I think you could say would be a Bond look.
1: I think Henry Cavill can do the same, personally.
0: I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying out of the two, I would prefer Tom Hiddleston. Definitely prefer Tom Hiddleston out of the two.
1: I don't think he's in the running, though, is he?
0: Yeah, he's in the running, evidently. Mm. But I'll tell you what, also, Richard Madden.
1: I'm not even sure who he is, actually, off the top of Tom um,
0: Hiddleston. Eternals, the guy who has beams coming out of his like, eyes, or he was on Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, I'd have to Google him.
0: Yeah, well, I think Richard Madden would be uh, another good one as well.
1: Mm. I mean. This isn't a bad Bond movie, by far.
0: Oh, it's a very good Bond movie. It's one of there the are,
1: better ones. I mean, ones. If, if I was to say the worst one out of Daniel Craig's era would be Quantum of Solace.
0: No, I would say Spectre because I think that Spectre is the worst Bond movie ever created because of what they did in it. They they ruined years of Bond by having uh Blofeld suddenly knowingly being uh Bond's adoptive brother or foster brother that was oh, I so couldn't, i can take or leave that to be honest that, that that was that was i i'm that was nearly a bad uh, I, i'm sure that they must have had <clears throat> ryan johnson actually do that bit of the script it mm. was so bad it was terrible that it was a terrible choice they should never have done it. it. But what it did do was draw a line on the previous ones and saying this is Bond in another universe. It's not in the what. It's not a continuation of the same character. Um, but I just, it was so so poor and so such a modern trope that everybody has to be related to everybody.
1: Well, they could bring Blair back with another Bond, but it wouldn't be anything to do with this Bond anyway, would it? So what
0: well, you don't know, the mate, the the this is James Bond we're talking about. James Bond could be hit point blank on the head with a nuclear missile and he'd survive. Mm. You know, he's James Bond.
1: Or well, not as the case maybe.
0: <laughs> or not. I I do I do uh, I, I do hope they don't go down the lines of James Bond is a, a name that that whoever takes over when he takes the role of 007. You see that would be stupid.
1: What well, I think they need to do now, as, because of how the way this finished, yeah. I'm not sure whether or not they should use the rest of the cast.
0: No, no, they, they should reset the whole
1: franchise. Because if you're going to use M, I think you should have a new a new M, because otherwise it would link you to Daniel Craig still. And that would well, throw it out.
0: Yeah, a new money penny, everyone. Because... And a new Q because that was the problem with the move from Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig was M. And don't get me wrong, Dame Judi Den, she's fantastic as M. Absolutely brilliant. But the problem was that in the Pierce Brosnan movies, she inherited Bond as a bit of a dinosaur of an agent. Whereas, we said that
1: about him
0: anyway. <laughs> well, she said that in the movie. But mm. then Casino Royale is about... Him becoming an agent and she makes him a double up. Mm. So that's a continuity error, through and through. So for me, um, re- I think you're right. Reset the whole cast.
1: Mm.
0: No one the same.
1: I mean, they could still set it back. They could se- They could even set it in the sixties. Yeah. If they wanted to, or
0: the eighties. That would, was a good era. Yeah,
1: had, or even the seventies.
0: No, the eighties had the best music,
1: but
0: and he had the uh, the fall of the Cold War. Could make it all about that.
1: Yeah, you see, I don't know whether or not they got some other short stories that Ian Fleming had done that maybe they been use. But...
0: I think that the problem with because you know you said that the worst thing, uh, the worst Craig one was Quantum of Solace mm. I think the problem there was was the plot because mm. the plot was I want to take over your water supply and charge you more money.
1: Well, that's probably so, pretty true these days, but yeah, that, but it was, that, I mean. That, that, it is
0: called Yorkshire water. <laughs> that's not called Quantum of Solace.
1: I don't know that water, but. but no, i'll water
0: wherever you are If
1: you hear rapping, I'm just unwrapping a Mars bar celebration. It's the last one out of the tin. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's actually Steve wants to feel like a giant and pretend it's a real size Mars bar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> now, this is now the new, this is now the new size. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the jumbo.
1: Mm. But uh, I think they'll have to, you know, I mean, I, I, I do. I'm, I'm probably going to pick this up at some point.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get it day one release, no doubt. I'm
1: not sure. Actually, I'm not even sure because I did cancel my original release because I was doing different change of uh, addresses. Yeah. Because I still don't own any Bond movie in 4K, theoretically, yet anyway.
0: Oh, neither do I. Uh, on,
1: on a side note, so we know that the Apple, the Apple TV yeah it's coming to sky it's
0: already here isn't
1: it it's now now it started i think
0: sure i've got the app already yeah
1: but it's on sky
0: all right okay as a Um, channel
1: yeah as a i think as an app probably i think i haven't tried to log into mine yet but they're but James Bond, well I say James Bond, there's going to be a music documentary on Bond. Cool. It's going to be released. Whether that's going to be chargeable, I don't know, because I can log into Apple TV theoretically, but obviously some of that's chargeable, isn't it, the way that works? Yeah.
0: Well, if you're going to get access to that, there's one of my shows.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're just going to say, say that. When we come to talk to TV, we talk. Yeah, about when it, we Yeah,
0: but... when we get to that, because I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Um, but I need to I need to check it out on on, on Sky because... I say Peacock just arrived recently. Yeah. I think I haven't, Apple haven't. TV's just arrived. We've got Paramount Plus coming next year as well to Sky. That'll be free.
0: I've, uh, You know on Xbox there's the Apple TV app now as well that's uh, been tested.
1: Yeah, I've actually, pl- I've actually played with it on the PlayStation yeah. already. So anyway, we're rambling on here. Do you want to go to your...
0: Third one, yeah. Uh, so my third okay. one is Shanchi chi and the Legend of the Ted Rings. Oh. So. so. Uh, this is not a Marvel character I've ever really been aware of, particularly. Shall we say it's not one that you know I was popular when I was young, not one I followed or anything. Uh, it's being honest, it's a very sort of formulaic Marvel movie, but it you know doesn't overly suffer from that as a result. Where Black Widow did, mm. it was Black Widow was still an enjoyable movie. I enjoyed seeing it at the cinema. Blah blah blah. But it was um, a very average movie. Whereas this one, I think, is one of the better solo movies. It's the, the cast is really good. There's some really great Easter eggs. Trevor Slattery, played by Ben Kingsley, is back as mm. the fake Mandarin. And obviously you get <laughs> the real Mandarin. And it's a lovely sort of uh, scene where he's saying... You know, he um, tried to uh, the the, the taking of Mickinson like you know an, an evil genius who's named after an orange, sort of thing, <laughs> which was quite funny. Uh, but and and it was it was just a ref, um, it was somehow the same but different. I think that the, it was a lighter hearted Marvel mm. uh, release. There was a lot more comic relief, but not in a silly way. Um, the The fact that it ties it back to the Ed Norton version of the Hulk, which was obviously the second movie in Marvel Phase 1 for the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Because um, the, I forgot what it's called, but, you know, the other Hulk that was in that movie. My Mm. My brain's gone. It's Sunday evening. It's 10 to 9. That's why I can't think of the abomination. That's it. Uh, so the abomination was uh, was in it, as was Wong, who coincidentally, by the way, because Benedict Cumberbatch's um, Doctor Strange blipped for five years, Wong is now the supreme sorcerer in the Marvel universe, not Doctor Strange.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Um, so that that was just a little interesting thing. But they have a a fight in this movie, which was quite good.
1: Um, is that a spoiler? I, are, you, are you actually?
0: No, it's pretty much. Uh, to be fair, this movie's been out for six months. I think it's uh, pretty fair enough to say that two characters have a cameo. Who they are, I don't think. I haven't really,
1: seen. I haven't seen this yet myself. To be
0: honest, it's it's just an enjoyable Marvel movie. You know, yeah. it's better. It's better than your average movie, but it's not perfect. Uh, it's certainly not as good as my number one movie, which I'll talk about shortly. But
2: yeah,
1: let's have a look now.
2: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah i uh really really enjoyed it um it was it felt like marvel were getting back to form mm. shall we say after a bit of a blip
1: was <laughs> well,
0: that a big honest. So, so, somebody must have been clapping clicking some infinity gauntlet at that point i think <laughs> uh yeah so that's definitely worth picking up um uh, i'm getting that on 4k uh, by the way while we've been talking as well i've also ordered bond for tomorrow is it 4K okay, tomorrow? Yeah, let
1: me look. 20th. We've got some Christmas presents coming tomorrow. I'm home tomorrow, so um, they're all going to be coming at the same time.
0: But obviously, Shang-Chi as well is going to be forming part of the new phase four. That is good, you know, when they have the inevitable, you know, multi-movie, uh, end game type of movie again,
2: we're mm. obviously
0: going to be using them in the movie. Yeah, they're going to be part of the Avengers. So, anyhow. What's your movie, Steve?
1: My movie... Well, actually,
0: no. This is your next movie. This is your number two.
1: Yeah, number two. My number two is Zack Schneider's Justice League. I know you're going to moan. I know you're going to sigh. Yeah, I've
0: I've already done both of those, and that was before you even said, I know you're going to moan and sigh.
1: (laughs) I just really love this version of the movie. As much as I got on with Joss Whedon's version, and let's be honest, it was in a bit of a mess. It was all over the show. Uh, to get a film that's four hours, two minutes long, I think it's a bit of a bonus from my point of view. If you like a film that much, you don't mind as much of it as you want. Just love to have the movie. It's not enough has been told about Justice League, really, I think. We haven't had too much of that. And where DC's a bit behind Marvel, which we can all agree on, yeah. it's nice to have all that goodness in one little bundle. Uh, I know some people might react differently regarding its presentation, which, which is in 43 three. It was a director's choice.
0: He he did it for the IMAX uh, screens, but it was a terrible, terrible choice.
1: I mean, my 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 Blu-ray copy is is the same. It's still four three.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a terrible director's decision to make the movie for home cinema in that because everybody will accept a band at the top of the bottom of the screen, but not at the left and the
1: right. I don't think we can understand. I don't think we get on. No one in their right head can get on with it. Even if you're watching, you're going to watch something like Star Trek: Next Generation, you're going to have a, a lines down the side. Yeah. It was always it was made in four three.
0: But yeah, but it doesn't mean that you have to like it.
1: No. But <laughs> regardless of that slight flaw, it's a good that, film. Major, that major flaw. That slight flaw. It is a good film, and it wouldn't
0: pass building inspection. Mate, at that I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> no, the council might be a little bit miffed about that, but hey, nevertheless,
0: they did not tick down.
1: Yeah. I think it's a good, I think it's a good version of the film. I,
0: and that's fair, you, you really enjoyed it. I I watched it, I was bored to tears. I really, but, I really, well, you know, I respect the fact that you that you like I mean,
1: it. I mean, I really, I mean, I, I think, you know I like Marvel movies and I've you know, got my favourites and not my favourites, but I do love DC a lot as well. And, I love DC. I'm so looking forward to the new Flash movie.
0: I hope it's good.
1: I, from what I've seen, seen of it so far, and I think it'd be. I'm hoping it'd be really good. I, I, I
0: hope it's good because the Flash TV show is really bad now.
1: I haven't, well, I haven't finished this season yet. I do have them on my box to watch, but yeah. I know it's gonna a bit down here, unfortunately, which is a real shame. Yeah. But I will at some point get to them. But. This film is I really enjoy this. I think it's more pluses than minuses for me on this film.
0: How just out of curiosity, because mm-hmm. someone has actually worked this out, how much in seconds of Zack Snyder's Oh, plot? I don't
1: know. I don't <laughs> know. Just, just
0: just just give a guess in seconds. How many how
1: long? Because the first ten minutes have been slow, mate, and they? at five minutes really at the beginning? <clears throat> when you got Superman being a bit miffed, but Yeah. I mean that's like saying that People were a bit miffed with J.J. Abrams' lens flare. Oh,
0: well, people were. Well, people were. That was the whole point.
1: But that worked well. I like the idea of lens flare. I didn't know
0: it yeah, of... I did. But you got a bit sick of it about a quarter of the way into the movie.
1: Yeah, but I think in Star Trek, in Star Trek, in the Star Trek movie, I think. I yeah. That personally.
0: Well, out of the three hour and fifty three time scale, there is fourteen thousand five hundred thirteen seconds in slow motion. That's nine point nine seven percent of the movie.
1: You don't notice it
0: though. You do.
1: I mean, you got you got a bit of slow mo for Wonder Woman because she works, she runs so fast that they do that for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, but it it was a bit of overdone. But I mean, what what did every I don't think I don't think, it, I don't think
1: it I don't think I don't think it gives any detriment to the movie itself.
0: I agree to disagree. But that.
1: It, but you don't like the film full stop anyway.
0: I I think that the original version was better. And I'm not a big fan of the original. Um I, th- I think that the, the problem is is that the the good superhero movies was always DC, Superman, mm. Batman, etc. etc. But they just I don't think they can get it together with the new superheroes.
1: In what way? What do you what do you mean by new superheroes?
0: Well, the Henry Cavill and onwards sort of group. Wonder Woman, yeah, that was good. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that, no, was...
1: that was that was okay, but it wasn't great.
0: Yeah, that was sort of like Black Widow level. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, that was all right. I
1: know the, I know the introdu- I mean, I think they should have introduced. I think the Flash movie should have come before Justice League, personally. Yeah, that might have been a better way to do it. But nevertheless, I am looking forward to it. Uh, that's, that's
0: you know, that's fine. There's nothing about with that, but. uh I mean, the, the character of Darkseid in this movie, it looked like a CGI cow. It, it looked odd. It didn't look menacing. It looked peculiar.
1: Well, not all characters in uh, in CGI are menacing, are they? They're, they're thro- It was a big
0: bad guy.
1: I mean, I mean, bad guys and bad guys. You've got, excuse my squeaky chair, but you have to put up with that, Fred. There's just the production design. That came out. We can't really, we can't really say yeah or that. But... but
0: they changed it from one to the other, and I didn't like the design in the first one, and I just thought it just, it didn't work even more on the second. Mm. Uh, what, what did you think about the, the going to the future and the past sort of stuff as well?
1: I was okay with that. I mean, there are some scenes in it that we might never find out the reason for it. Yeah. Because there might, be, might be more to be dream sequences rather than anything else. Especially near the end of the movie, if you got that
0: far. I finished it.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I, you know, I'm, I'm not... But, it, but
1: what, it, what, it, what it needs now, it needs another movie afterwards to tie right. that in. Yeah, it does. But it, it may not ever happen. Not because that's a bad movie, because it's certainly it's, its money.
0: Yeah. I just, but... When you've gone from the nice colour ranges of the previous ones, you know, even like the Batman Begins, you know, the Dark Knight Rises, and the Dark, you know, all of those ones... That they had, yeah, there were dark movies, but they still had plenty of do color range and stuff like that. Do you
1: think though, if that film was sixteen by nine and it wasn't four by three, you might have a different perspective on it?
0: Not much, no. It would be better. but I still don't. It, it, it was just the only thing I can say that is positive about this is it made Cyborg and the Flash a little bit more rounded.
1: Well, it did, especially for Cyborg, because his character was a bit odd. Yeah. It's, you didn't know you you got to know more. You understood his character, why the way he was. Yeah. I mean, he may not be the greatest character in the DC universe. You know, maybe they could have chosen another character.
0: Thinking of the DC universe, you should watch Titans on Netflix.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. New I seasons
0: you, I know just so. released. Yeah. Mm.
1: But oh, I just I, I really enjoyed it. I got a big kick out of it.
0: That's fair enough.
1: Uh, Why well, put it before Bond? Because it, I think Bond had its own problems. But yeah, I think on another day of the week, I might have put Halloween further up to, to the, the the list. It just depends at the time. Yeah, I don't. Any list is no is not defining, and it's always subject to change.
0: Yeah, it's subjective.
1: Especially when we come to the to the, to our, our Blu-rays. Oh god yeah. <laughs> I'm really but, thinking I was looking at my list, so I'm looking up there. I am thinking, yeah, I could put that. In, I put that in. Yeah, but I really like that one. I could put that. In. But again, it's subject to change. My top five for anything today can change tomorrow. Yeah. It's never set in stone as they think. Yeah,
0: no, that's I, I, I agree. I agree. Anyway. Anyway, so we we've already done my um number two because that was no time to die same as your number three so what's your number one then
1: steve for the movies my number one is what i was speaking about last week in the show which is last night in soho
0: i really really want to see this movie i i am interested in the premise have, you, of it. have you
1: seen a trailer yet
0: i've seen a trailer i think it looks really good I really want to see it, but what
1: did the trailer show you
0: though? Uh, because... The trailer showed you uh, basically set the scene of uh, a woman okay. who was having, so, who was, uh, uh, seemed to be having these dreams about uh, what is I presume a prostitute from Soho. Uh, was murdered by somebody, presumably Matt Smith. Mm. That's what I'm well, picking she wasn't up from if she the trailer. wasn't a
1: prostitute. That's all I can say. So I'm not gonna so I'm gonna say that to you now.
0: Okay. Well my assumption was that she was like either but, a prostitute
1: or yeah, a knight. But you, but, you, but when, like when you watch when you see the film and how it progresses you will see why what happens and how what happens and especially when you get to the end of the movie because there's more to it. Yeah. And especially the the outcome at the end. Physically the outcome at the end and I don't know whether I saw it or not, but you know it's. Uh, I'm going to say this now. I've, I've never really ever said it yet, but this is a horror movie in a way. Yeah. <laughs> without being too blunt, and it doesn't come. A, it doesn't come wrapped as a horror movie.
0: I'm, I'm assuming when it, in terms of it being horrific as opposed to being horrifying in terms of a scary sense.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of jump scares in it. As so such, theoretically, as jump scares go. Yeah, there are a couple actually thinking about it now. Yeah, there is. But it's it, this film is many things. It's not just one. And even from the premise at the beginning of the film, when you're seeing, seeing her go go to um, Thomas McKenzie going to to fashion school mm. in London. But when you get when she go when she arrives, you get that sense of what's the correct word I use that seediness. Yeah. Which isn't which it isn't. Uh, Anya Anya when she, when she sings downtown in the in in the film, she does it so brilliantly well. Really good. Well, the scenes, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen her walk out into into London Haymarket and you've got Thunderball on the big poster on the, at the above on the Haymarket screen there. Yeah. Uh, and they've really portrayed the 60s London very well.
2: Yeah.
1: It is just such a good film. I can't wait to bring that on for it, out on, on disc. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure when it's going to come out.
0: Yeah. Um, um, I'll probably pick it up on disc, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I say, I reckon your missus might watch it. I'm not too sure if it would be for her. If it's scary, no.
0: But that, that's not her bag.
1: <laughs> but it's just the way it works. It's just. I mean, it's such a good film. And I yeah, I just really, really, it's really sort of connected with me as a I, movie.
0: Yeah, I really want to see it. It's it's what I'm saying. Matt my, I say Matt,
1: Matt Smith for me, he does so. He's such a good actor.
0: He is a very good actor.
1: And he doesn't get enough credit for it as well. I think. No.
0: No, I
1: don't. I think it's a bit late in the year for this to come. Maybe an Oscar nomination. I'd love to say. I'd love to say it would get one. Yeah. Um. But it might be too. It might come out too early. I'm not sure how the Oscars going to work in March next year due to COVID.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I just it, this. I mean, I need to watch it again with the missus because she was half asleep. She woke up. She woke up at one point in the film. Seeing what was going on which is completely different to the beginning of the movie so i might try and twist her up and say look how about sitting watching this from from start to finish yeah and the same the sound the soundtrack i'm so pleased it's not a typical generic 60s soundtrack it's so different from that point of view with who they've used
0: yeah and it as a movie it appears to have really good visual stylings as well separating the two decades that the, that the movies it has because it,
1: it does have um Actually, when when Edgar Wright was talking to Thomas McKenzie about the role, again, he gave her 20 films to watch to put, put her in the picture. Mm-hmm. And there's only one she didn't watch, and that was Dario Argento's Suspiria. And if you'd ever seen Suspiria, you will get that imagery that's projected in that film to what you see in this film as well.
0: Yeah, that did feel there's like it those l- vibes.
1: Is that, there's that lot of... Color and um, just that, those bright colors that you get in Suspiria that you do get in this, and there's some great camera shots um, which are angled in different ways that you just you can just appreciate, and it's just such a good film, it really, really is. And I haven't felt this way about a film in a long time. And it's Isn't great
0: it? when you get a movie that makes you feel like that as well.
1: Yeah, it is. And downtown is always in my head sometimes that song i mean the soundtrack is i do like the soundtrack and the syllabic track but Thomas McKenzie just sing a version of it as well mm. and i've got the score actually now she's being released that's coming shortly it should be here i'm hoping tomorrow it's just being released from mondo yeah i, I picked it up with amazon but yeah no honestly um when you get the chance definitely pick it up
0: i'll be definitely one that's on my list yeah so I yeah. just realised I missed out one somehow. I Hold think it, it was probably how because out,
1: how can you miss out? On I that think one? it
0: was probably because I I started talking about my number three one. Oh because, yeah, you yeah, have, yeah, 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 you have. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You want to so, reiterate from
0: that from <clears> last week, then? Yeah, uh, just I'll just briefly touch on it. So my number four, which is the one I missed out, was Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, as I said last week, I was quite sceptical about whether or not this was going to be uh, a good movie. And this was a surprising win for me. Um, I've, critically, I think that the first half of the movie spends too much time uh, exploring the first two movies. For those of us who are familiar with the content. Mm. But um, it does build up the character development for the, uh, the new cast who's in there. Second half of the much, movie is much more even, evenly paced. There's some really touching st- uh, scenes in the movie, especially for the more nostalgic amongst us, and I would definitely fall within that sort of category. And humorous, but not as funny as the originals, and likable, and like I so said, surprisingly touching in parts. Mm. So definitely worth a watch. Want to take the family to. And I don't, because of the explanations give in the movie, you don't need to have seen the original, but it helps. I get that. Yeah. So my last one. And I don't think that there's any surprise, uh, considering the intro to the show where I wax lyrical about a certain movie. But my number one movie of the year that I have seen at the cinema was Spider Man No Way Home, being the final installment of Tom Holland's trilogy. It just, it, it really, I can't emphasize enough, it does not disappoint in any way some really, there's touching moments that will bring a grown man to tears in it. Um, Like I said, one scene particularly, I never thought I would see that scene on the cinema screen and it just warmed my heart to see it, shall we say. Mm. Uh, And it brought a tear to my eye, I don't mind admitting to it, as a lifelong fan of Spider-Man. I I don't want to spoil it for people, just get your backside to the cinema and see Spider-Man. Take the family. (laughs) no one will be disappointed
1: yeah i can imagine
0: yeah all right lads lee here um just want to say merry christmas um and thanks for all the great content this year i'm looking forward to 2022 with lots more gaming all the best anyway let's move on so shall we have a look at our top five blu-ray UHD releases of 2021
1: okay right let me just scroll down
0: so steve what's your number five
1: um, it's very difficult, but mine is the Arrows special edition of Paul Behoven's RoboCop. Now, this would be much higher if it wasn't being Blu-ray. Yeah. But funnily enough, it's just been given a release date. The Blue Ray. Brilliant. Which I have already pre-ordered. Gone. Pre-ordered. Yeah. Along with American Wales in London.
0: 4K. Nice, very nice.
1: So I do own both of those actually. Um, as the special editions, which comes with the book yeah. poster. But I actually watched this again the other night, funny enough, just a pure coincidence. And the Blu-ray doesn't look bad at all. No. There's slight grain in it, but that's, I think, just due to the cut of the film at the end of the day. And I'm assuming you probably still have that same similar grain in the 4K version. Yeah. Although this is off of a 4K transfer anyway. Um, Which comes with the theatrical release and the director's cut as well. Yeah. I think the director's cut is slightly more gory with the scenes with Ed 209 in the boardroom yeah. if you remember that well oh but, yes how could you forget <laughs> you see i would have run underneath its legs if you could have got to it well, it
0: I mean, might yeah, have
1: squished was, you i don't know i would have dived under it personally, i was watching it. well they were pushing about from left to right and then he got pulverized over the uh the the, the model of delta city but i would have run under his legs he, he he wouldn't have been able to shoot under his legs because his, his arms wouldn't have gone that way Oh, that's true. And then by then, they could have pulled the wires on the machine because it was uh, rigged up to a a um, bits of electrics or whatever. But no, this film is class. It's one of my favourites of all time. Yeah. If you haven't seen Robocop, where have you been? What rock haven't you been under, to be honest?
0: Yeah. And are you old enough to be listening to this podcast?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when I saw that in the cinema the first time it came out, I was stunned by it, and um, the special effects in it, uh, the practical effects with uh, with uh, Murphy losing his his arm, for example, and just the way they just the way they put the robot RoboCop together and how it works, and I love the way they satirise news in this.
0: Oh God, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: it's. I think that this. And Starship Troopers are brilliant examples of news satire.
1: Yeah. And even to the point that they will put in the news item, they'll put an advert in for a game that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you think they do something like an atomic game, which is an explosion of a mushroom cloud comes above it, you know. But it's, yeah. just, it's such a good film. Um, yeah, there's it's nothing I can't say more about this, but it's it's one of those 80s movies, I think, that, that sticks with you forever.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and yeah. if you don't fancy purchasing the 4K, if you fancy, if you don't own a film cable, but you've got a Blu-ray player, it's well worth picking up this two-disc edition. Yeah. I think Arrow's special editions in the box with the with the with how they present it in the packaging, I think it's really done well. Mm-hmm. Compared to someone else who we talk about in a minute, maybe Studio Canal, slightly different because they're, they're not so robust. Do you know what I mean. I know what you mean. But, yeah, I, I've i got a few special editions now from Arrow, and that is very well put together in, 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 as a product, you know.
0: At it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so, so for my number five, my number five is a 66 year old movie, and that movie is The lady killers mm. So this is a classic macabre black comedy starring Alec Guinness and Peter Sellers, and a cast of other famous people. Uh, it's the. Old... Rath- is it
1: Margaret Rutherford in it? Isn't she?
0: I can't remember. I can't remember the... I who
1: the old lady is now that they're trying to yeah. kill,
0: but <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember who the old lady is, but I'm gonna have a look
1: what you're
0: rabbiting. It is such a a great movie and one with personal ties to me because my father drove the train in mm. the movie. Yeah. I uh, was a, you know, was stoking the engine. Uh, which gave all of the steam whenever they tried to kill anybody on the movie. Mm. Um and evidently my father actually did meet the cast as well
1: uh, Which must have been nice for him
0: Oh yeah, fantastic uh, He was also the Queen's uh, train driver at one point mm. uh, But Yeah, it's been digitally restored By Studio Canal It's a total classic movie if you've never seen it It was uh, Tom Hanks did uh, um, an Americanized Version of it uh, a few years ago Not as good as the original uh, If you've seen it on TV before It looks very sort of like Washed out and uh, blurred, that's because you're probably Looking at the SD version of it This is a brand new uh, digital Restoration of it, it looks Crisp, it looks pin sharp uh, The colours It has a definite Colour palette to the movie uh, mm. But there's a lot more range to the colours uh, On this as well And it's just great to see such an old Movie having a new breath of Life being you know breathed into it mm. So definitely one that is worth collecting
1: Because you got, I mean, other other cast members. Well, I remember Herbert Long being in it.
0: Yeah.
1: If you don't know him, he plays alongside Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther movies.
0: He does. Uh, yeah. In
1: Peril. Uh, Frankie Howard's in this as well. Um, Kenneth Kenneth Connor from the Carry On movies isn't it. Yeah. But it is a very lovable film. If, if you can say it's a lovable film, yeah. because they're trying to knock off an old lady.
0: Well, uh, the the story is is that they've uh, done a heist and they've got about I think it's sixty thousand pounds, so it sort of like shows how old this movie is, which would have been the equivalent of millions nowadays. Mm. Uh, but they've done a heist um, and they've been pretending to be lodging at this old woman's house <laughs> and being pretending to be art, you know musicians, um, and no she finds out the fact that they've uh, knocked off somewhere. And she's, you know, she says, you must report yourselves to the police. We'll go straight away as soon as it stops raining. And, uh, you know, you can hand yourselves in and we'll hand the money back. And uh, Sir Alec Guinness tries to talk to her and saying, well, it's no good. It's a victimless crime because the insurance company's already paid out and, it would just be a hassle for everybody. Nobody really wants the money back. And we want to do this so that we can help our families because, you know, so and so's got a poor family and so and so's got a poor family. And they try and reason with her and she keeps on insistent. And then they decide they have to knock her off. So uh, they draw the short straw sort of thing. And mm. uh, the guy who. Picks it, pretends he's going to try and kill her until he gets her alone, and then says, "Oh, you rush off to the police, and you know I'll look after the money while you do that." And he's trying to run off, and so they kill him when they discover that, and then they start having mistrust between themselves, and they all kill each other. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, guys, it's a 66 year old film. If you're saying you've just spoiled it, tough. It's a 66 year old movie. I think that the statute of limitations expired uh but it's just such a lovely movie as well it's a comedy of an era and a era of comedy at the same time it's brilliant
1: Mm. i have to see what version they got on the sky so i've downloaded it and i've got it saved in my box
0: oh on the disc you also get the black and white version of the movie as well
1: actually i think i prefer to watch the black and white version i think the black and white version was the original wasn't it if i remember Mm. rightly i think it was because colorization doesn't always work sometimes no
0: no. Anyway, what's show number four, Steve?
1: My number four, I've lost it now, where is it, is the Indiana Jones Collection. Well, minus one. <laughs> I've never actually got the fourth disc out yet. Yeah,
2: because
0: you'd never want to watch it again.
1: <laughs> Although I might do anyway, but...
0: Mate, it'd be good what for a coaster.
1: No, I'd like. I'd be curious to see just what the quality is like. Yeah. But what's there not to like about Indiana Jones? I mean, I don't know how many times we've bought these movies over the years, yeah. whether it's whether it's on um, VHS, do I remember doing that with Radio's Lost Ark.
0: I remember getting it on Betamax first and then getting it on VHS.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> but... And
0: that was when buying a Betamax cost 80 quid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The transfers yeah. are really, really good for the first three films. I mean, the, the, the fourth one's pretty much given it'd be pretty good anyway. But considering that the, the, the first ones...
0: I don't know how they shot it, but if they shot it digitally, you might find it's upscale 2K mm. as opposed to a true 4K. I
1: mean, I haven't actually looked at the specs, to be honest, but I've watched i've only watched the first two so far and they're very well very very good yeah. um this has i think about eight discs in it if i remember rightly something like that something stupid it's one of these large ones yeah but i i think it's if it if you're a fan of those you would have it in your collection at some point hayden
0: oh i will be uh it's down to 50 quid now
1: yeah there's a few that are limited time at the moment aren't there that's going <clears throat> with uh, certain movies that have been released over the last year. There's quite a yeah. few that have gone to limited edition sort of prices. But <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just one that I I, I just I, the movie the first movie I remember specifically that one being on an August bank holiday weekend in Bournemouth when I lived in, in Reading and it was tipping rain. I said let's go to the cinema. We went to the Odeon, not knowing too much about the film, but when you look at the poster, it gives you a bit of an idea from. Knowing it was a Steven Spielberg movie in Harrison Ford and you know yeah, change your perspective on on a film like that, it just Oh god, yeah. Stuck with you for life.
0: I I remember going to see it. It was the first movie I went to the sea at the cinema twice in the same week mm. because my dad took me on the Saturday after he finished work mm. and my dad used to be a lorry driver then. <clears throat> and my dad was always late. So what we always used to do was go and see the sort of like seven o'clock shot. Mm. But we'd get there at 10 past seven. So he always missed the first 10 minutes of a movie. And then he'd make me sit and watch the credits, wait while I came and, you know, tidied up and then brought the next people in. Then we'd watch the first 10 minutes of the movie and then go out. <laughs> that was, that was going to cinema with my dad when I was a kid.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Um, you know, nowadays, they would be kicking you out and not letting you say, say oh, I missed the first 10 minutes, can we just stay?
1: No, you couldn't do that these days, no.
0: No, you couldn't. But uh, the, two days later on the Monday, I went with my uh, two cousins to see mm. the movie because my cousin phoned up. She was uh, back from the RAF because uh, she was stationed at Catrick and she, she'd come back. Uh, and back then, I lived in Stortsey, which is sort of like... 45 minutes away yeah. um, and she said uh oh, i'm gonna take my brother do you want to come and see it with me and it was the first time that i'd ever got the cinema with her anyway but mm. yeah. you know it was a big adventure because i got on the bus because my mum and dad always drove everywhere so i got on the bus i went to the cinema went to middlesbrough you know to the Odeon again same screen mm. everything and watched the movie again i just remember i remember initially thinking it's han solo but wearing a fedora <laughs>
1: You only you would say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and come on, I was eight or whatever it was. Mm. Um but I I remember thinking that and then, you know, thinking, oh no, he's he's Indiana Jones and think what a weird sort of name and stuff like that. And then just falling in love with the movie. Mm. It's such a classic movie as the first one. The second one's a bit yeah, okay, it happened. The third one is my second favourite out of them and that's when it ended. And then there was a, a there's a legend that there was another one, but nobody ever watches it.
2: Mm.
1: So, well, <laughs> case
0: it might Steve, with your I haven't opened that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing the third one at High Wycombe in THX. I remember seeing that there on a Saturday morning, <clears throat> and I went to see the second one. I think I went to see that at Leicester Square. But for all you people that are a little bit younger than us and saw it on TV, you would have seen a cut version of the film. Yeah. Because they did edit it slightly. Yeah. So I recommend you go and watch it again and see the difference. and <laughs> See if well, you can notice it.
0: The John Williams score in it is classic as well.
1: It's as much as classic as Star Wars or George's.
0: Or Superman. Yeah, it is. It's, it's iconic. You know, because if you start going, you know immediately what you're talking about.
1: You actually came out. Of this, you came out of the cinema with that in your head. Yeah. But there's some film scores that don't do that. But for some reason, yeah, he got that one so right.
0: I, I must admit the one thing about Harrison Ford as an actor, because he's always been my favourite actor, but I've always found tremendously frustrating about him as an actor, or uh, you know, or as a person, is he has a great love for Indiana Jones, who he creates he created that character through his acting. But he also did the same thing with Han Solo, and yet he seems to have no respect for Han Solo. And other than the fact that he's not the lead in Star Wars, I don't know why he doesn't have the warmth to Han Solo that he does with Indiana Jones, given the fact that in some respects quite similar.
1: Mm -hmm. But he's made more money out of... And Sally, probably, than he had with well, yeah. Sir James, theoretically, you're thinking.
0: Like. Yeah, but, you know, you can have a an ex-job that you were cr- still quite proud of, even the fact that you didn't care <clears throat> as much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, mm. I've always found that to be really strange about him, the fact that he but... doesn't recognise how loved he is in that role, mm. or doesn't care. Yeah,
1: Yeah. It's a bit weird, but anyway. Anyway, let's move on quick. It's yeah, number, thing, long it's taken. number
0: four, Steve. No, you've got to
1: do yours next. Oh, I've
0: got to do mine, haven't I? Sorry. So mine one is a collection as well, and a collection I've only just bought. And uh, that is the Spider-Man 1 or 3 collection of uh, the Tobey Maguire movies of Spider-Man. Because uh, I've always been... You know, Spider-Man was always my number one superhero. You know, other people would be like liking Superman or Batman. So, number one always been for me has been spider-man number two mm. was batman number three was superman number four was the hulk mm. um, but when these came out you know we'd only ever had that 1970s tv uh made for tv movies uh of yeah, spider-man did, yeah. really mm. or those weird japanese ones if you ever got to see uh, those ones well, the japanese or mm. chinese whichever uh but their version of spider-man and then this hits the screen and it was just sort of like my god. And Toby Maguire played such a lovable Peter Parker, who you know showed a lot of strength, but also was very vulnerable as a as a character as well. Mm. Um, and the casting for Mary Jane Watson, William Defoe as uh, the Green Goblin, and then um, was it uh, what's his name who was uh, who played Doctor Otto Octavius?
1: Yeah, the guy that was in Indiana Jones.
0: Yes, Rando and, was, and, and was also, funnily enough, in my number one movie as well, which was Spider Man: No Way Home. Um, Alfred Molino, Mil- is it? Might be a familiar yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, the, there's such a great cast in those in those movies. They work so well. These are, uh, you know, remasters of the movies in 4K. They look beautiful. They don't really look aged. They're just so good to have. And I also bought the Amazing Spider-Man collection as well because I was sort of like, which one do I put? But I put one to three because they were my favourite movies.
1: Mm. But
0: going back to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies now, yeah. I, I feel better towards them.
1: Yeah, I sort of always alienated myself from mm. them, to be honest.
0: Yeah, the, the Andrew Garfield ones are, are not bad. The, the, the thing is... Toby Maguire pay, played the best Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield played the best Spider Man, and Tom Holland outdoes both of them as
1: mm. both characters. But yeah, but you, could you briefly touch that last?
0: Yeah, screen. but in terms yeah. in terms of them, that that's a, a really sweet collection. Is that mm. three? And it's only thirty quid now, so it isn't bad. No, and it like it looks good, and it's Dolby Atmos surround sound as well, which mm. is good for me. Yeah. So, your number three, Steve.
1: My number three is Studio Canal's special edition of Toto Recall in 4K, which I think you've got as well.
0: I did. Was that released this year? Yeah, sure. I, it thought, I thought it was 2020. It was released, but. Um, yeah,
1: I, I. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm sh- well. I think it was probably beginning of this year, more more than 90
0: Yeah, I I can't remember. I I thought it was last year, but. That...
1: Well, I just imagine it's there anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to say much more. <laughs> right. if it was it? Wasn't? Then hey ho.
0: In, in that case, Ed, I, I would uh, <laughs> I would have knocked off the Lady Killers For total Recall because I've got that and it's
1: brilliant. Yeah. Um. Just again, the packaging is superb. Oh, it is, yeah. Because this one's a hard box. Yeah. Um. I think. Actually, without actually digging it out, because I can see where it is. Didn't this come with a soundtrack as well, I think, didn't it? Yes, it did, I think. So you've got a CD version of that. There's a nice booklet and poster as well with the, the new design poster, yeah. which is on the on the cover. Um, Again, another cracking movie from the 80s. The, you know, one of my... yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many good Schwarzenegger movies from the 80s that came out. Some of them haven't been given as much love as that one did, to be honest, where Commando hasn't had a nice restoration yet and predator has had a poor restoration but just in a standard box not in the, not as much love as the studio canals going with this one
0: yeah it was a two cd soundtrack mm. hate to tell you the 23rd of november 2020 released it
1: ah uh, well there you go whatever i don't care <laughs> But you bought it
0: it this year, so then... I
1: bought it this year, so it's in my list. I probably didn't buy it when it came out, but you probably didn't... Zavi didn't release it until January.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was technically released then, but Zavi didn't release... uh, didn't deliver it until yesterday. (laughs) No,
1: that's it, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, do you want to go on to your one? We've got to move on a
0: bit now. Uh, Yeah, so my one is a 55-year-old movie. Mm. And it stars Charlton Heston, Yul Brynner, vincent price and a uh, load of other famous actors and it is the ten commandments
1: yay <laughs>
0: i know that you're thinking i've gone mad um but the reason why i've i've put this in is the movie's a great epic movie don't get me wrong um with a brilliant cast the acting is um i would say sometimes as stiff as thunderbirds but still you know it's quality acting mm. Anyway, uh, but it's quite quite amusing seeing Charlton Heston constantly sick, stuck, sucking his stomach in on, on all of the, the, you know, the uh, topless shots that he's got in the movie, trying to make himself look thin. But the reason why I've put this so high is because if you want to see a movie of how a movie should be made in 4K what it should look like for an older movie... This is the definitive, as far as I'm concerned. It's got Dolby Vision and audio uh, on it. The colours are beautiful in the movie. Um, it's just the, the quality of the reproduction of such an old film movie. It's well worth looking at, you know, get yourself out and uh, pick it up. And it's nearly four hours long as well. So it's nearly as long as Saxonide's Snyder's uh, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little bit shorter though, with less mm. slow motion scenes.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. On, carry <laughs> on. I'm listening. I'm just doing something
0: that I'm with that. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to say about it, but worth getting as an example of bringing a 4K movie back. So, Steve, yeah. what's your number two?
1: Well, it's your number two, too. Two.
0: Yeah, we've chosen exactly the same. I love the fact that we were so in sync with this one.
1: So, I think for both of us, Having uh, the Star Trek four movie collection in our, our release has to be there. Yes, it does. There's rights and wrongs whether it'd be number one, but I think because Star Trek and Motion pictures is getting its separate release, that would make the difference from being a number one movie.
0: Yeah, that the director's uh, cut of the movie, yeah,
1: that... which is coming out next year. i not mean, <laughs> Yes, yeah, supposed to be next
2: year. All
1: right. Yeah, um, I still say that. Okay, this could have been a this could have been a, a bigger set, but. Due to the pricing of a 4K, I don't think I'd want it any bigger because of the pricing, because I wouldn't want to pick it up at that an exorbitant price.
0: Uh again, fifty quid at the moment. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, they could have done, they could have probably done it in I don't know if they would have done it in threes, maybe. But it's it's not easy.
0: I I think in terms of a reproduction of the the first four movies, I think they've done a really good job. Uh the colours are better than the Blu-ray version. Uh the sounds Really good as well. Definitely, definitively, the best way of watching these movies. But there's not a significant difference between the 4K and the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray is of such good quality. And you get <coughs> in the thing, but you can just get the Blu-ray separately. Uh, but I completely think that this is the doing the first four movies was the wrong move, and I should have done the first six.
1: Mm. And I do
0: think it was overly expensive. For That's the first four
1: movies i think she's doing two threes i think, two threes. I think we're not going to even
0: see them individually i don't think no well i, I think that we will do see them individually eventually hmm. but yeah i think if they'd have said 45 pound for the you know three at a time that would have been more palatable hmm. than the 80 quid for the first four movies because why can't? I mean, nobody's going to miss Star Trek Five, but The Undiscovered Country is a really good movie.
1: Yeah, certainly is.
0: Yeah, but that—that's my only gripe with this set. It's
1: not the six. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the I think the special features are pretty much similar to what you've got in, the, in older versions.
0: Yeah, well, they're definitely the same as what you've got in the uh, Blu-ray version of the new set. But <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm talking my old Blu-ray set that I've got. Yeah, which is the uh, which is separated correctly? Should we say as a box it goes? Yeah. So first contact is on the set on the next generation box set if you're with me so yeah and generation should be as well so it is yeah yeah that yeah i've got i've got i've got two box sets from blu-ray which one's next generation one's original cast
0: yeah uh, i've i've got the original series and tng as one big box set
1: what for the movies on blu-ray
0: for blu-ray yeah
1: yeah mine. i bought mine i think my set might be the earlier set then i don't know if it was or not yeah they came out as two sets but, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, good movie collection. Definitely one to get if you're a Trek fan.
1: Mm, I think so. Yeah. Um, but how many times have we bought these movies now? I, did, I dread to think, to be honest. Uh, uh, let awesome
0: VHS. VHS uh, version of the Director's Cut DVD. i oh, sorry, LaserDisc DVD. <laughs> the Director's Cut DVD. Blue Ray.
1: You missed one else. Which one? The widescreen VHS as well, which I picked up.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, good call, widescreen. So that's seven versions of this movie that these movies have bought. <laughs> Jesus. I need to get a life.
1: <laughs> and it's the same, it's the same we start. I'm not going to go into Star Wars now, but yeah, a, a very similar idea. But... Oh, yeah, well, I've
0: now got all of the Star Wars movies in 4K. Mm. Um, I, don't, I
1: don't want to own them all in 4K. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. All later all, all then that one that was put between seven and nine. huh. Haha.
1: Haha. So, what's your number one? Isn't it your turn?
0: Isn't it? Oh, mine. No, you're great. You go
1: first. Oh, okay, okay. So mine is another Studio Canal edition. This time it's Basic Instinct, and this did come out this year because I just doubly checked while I was at it. Um, again, a great, a great box set. Again, as it, it does have a flimsy, um, like most Studio Canal ones. It does have a, a sort of a flimsier box, but that can be forgotten about because of the quality of what you have with the discs that you have there. Yeah. Um, one of the most sexiest thrillers you're going to see out there, personally, I'd say. Yeah. And definitely one of my favourites. Um, such a good movie with a class score from Jerry Goldsmith. I, I can't give this film enough praise. And Sharon Stone became Thanks. an icon from Crossing Her Legs. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, she did. Uh, she
1: owned that movie, let's face it. But she did. And it's, what, it's when you if you watched it on VHS and you were about the fifth person to hire it out you'd see a little bit of bad, bad lining across at one point in the movie because people kept pausing it.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I <clears throat> Do you remember when you used to have the VHSs where they had the jog wheel so you could go yeah. one frame at a time as well? Yeah. Oh, they were the um, days. But I,
1: remember, I remember the Mickey take out of this from um, Naked Gun.
0: Yeah. Was it
1: Naked Gun? I think it was the Beaver Shot they called it, didn't they?
0: Uh, no, the, what, there was another one where... They had a, it was a comedy one where the, the, the Beaver one was where Priscilla Presley was up the. Uh, was it Hot Shot thing. Part Two or
1: something like that?
0: Maybe I can't. Yeah, remember. it might have been. That, that sounds more like it. Yeah.
1: But anyway, but anyway, this film is superb. The quality of the four K is, is is just unreal. It really is good quality. The sound mix is really good. Yeah. Such a good film, really good. And if you haven't seen the film, I won't spoil the twist at the end.
2: Yeah. Brilliant. If you
1: haven't seen it. Go on
0: then, yours. Uh, my one is i already mentioned the first uh, uh this movie before uh so far tonight and that is the uh is june and that is the zavi exclusive 4k uhd steelbook blu-ray version of uh david lynch's 1984 classic so uh, it's a lovely hard covered uh sort of collection but it's got the uh 4k Um, steelbook in there as well Uh, Mm. it's presented in Dolby uh, Vision with uh, HDR10 and it's got a DTS HD 5.1 surround sound uh, track with it just loads of commentaries and special features and more stuff on there that there's a sort of like three discs uh, in it in total and then some uh, cards and poster and like a little booklet and all of that sort of stuff it's a really really super nice collection uh and like I said before I love the film so what can you say I, yeah yeah
1: I, I mean I own the non-steelbook edition from Arrow yeah
0: which
1: is it's, it's much it's virtually the same other than the steelbook in it but
0: um yeah I mean it's it's, 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 still, a good, it's still, a good still the show. Arrow release but it's just steel yeah. exclusive savvy mm. box yeah which was a little bit worried because I I was wondering whether it <laughs> arrived for Christmas, but it came actually on time, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> savvy being Savvy. So,
1: yeah. Unfortunately so. Yeah.
0: I mean, definitely one. I just, to me, the pacing of that movie was a lot better. Um, I think it translated a lot of the story uh, better in terms of the way that it presented it. Obviously, it's a little bit more dated in terms of the visuals. Um, and there was some artistic license taken with some bits of the story uh, which wasn't so keen on but overall i still think it's a definitive version
2: mm. yeah but
0: i know a lot of people don't and that's fine they can not like it because it doesn't impact me liking it so anyway should we do our final round up which is the top <coughs> five tv shows of 2021
1: happy christmas heaven steve hope you have a good one uh, happy New Year as well. Thanks for all the podcasts this year. Been excellent as always. So I'm just off now to go watch Witcher 2. So excited to watch that. Uh, see you soon. And again, uh, look forward to all the podcasts for next year. All right, Craig. It's expect Spectrum 16K. See you guys. Cool. Okay, so. Our team number... and I should say. <laughs> yeah. My number five. I'm going to say one thing first, before we actually go on this list. Right, there's one I didn't put in here, and there's one you didn't put in, which we should have both put in here. Okay. Do you know what that was? No. That was Cobra Kai this year.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't think the for me these were all stronger this year. I thought that Cobra Kai season three, while still enjoyable, wasn't mm. as good as these ones. It would have been number six for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I, I was thanks. I was sat there thinking, should I put Cobra Kai in? Should I put? Oh, Cobra yeah, yeah,
1: I, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know.
0: <laughs> anyway, so see number... out at the end of the month
1: yeah i've seen the posters already for it
0: yeah and i've got my t-shirt so... <laughs> hey,
1: yeah so my number my number five is probably the only disney plus i think i've ever i think i've actually ever watched which is Vision. okay and why did this connect with me more than most i think because of the way they how they produce this to be similar to an old sixties TV show, apart yeah. with Bewitched and stuff like that. I think that's why it worked so well for me.
0: Well, the, the, the first three lots of yeah, first three shows wasn't it? We were all movie, uh, shows from different eras, either Bewitched. Yeah.
1: Or... So they started, I think, 50s, 60s, sixties, seventies, and eighties. I think they did not the way they did it. Yeah. So they would have had. I can't remember now. Was it the? I think so. They would have had Bewitched as one, one. Then was it the Partridge Family? Might have been another or yeah,
0: but well, they did like a modern family take on it
1: as well. Yeah, I think it was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Not totally intentional, but, yeah, just a really good series and a nice slot to fill because this, I think, was this the first thing to come out since? Yeah, since the
0: seven, yeah. Uh, other than uh, spider Bad mm. Far From Home.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I think it worked really well. Something you could actually just, I think, did I binge watch this? I can't remember I did not I might, might well have done. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, really,
0: really good. Well, division was my third show. My oh,
1: okay, so I haven't seen yours yet. Where, oh, where's yours? Oh, there you go,
0: oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, division was my third. And for me, much the same reasons as you, it was different. It was new. It was refreshing. Uh, it gave a different insight to the characters that we'd already become accustomed to in Marvel, seeing that different side of them. There was good humour in the show, uh, but while there was humour, there was also the opposite in it as well. And, you know, there was the medicine foreboding, and especially when things started to break down and you could see it, and you had all of the theories about what was going on, and you were looking at the hexes and, you know, stuff like that, and the setting up of new characters that will be joining the Marvel MCU as well. And the introduction of of the uh, showing old ones, such as... uh, You know the FBI agent who uh, Mm -hmm. was on Ant Man previously because he was uh, the guy who was uh, always chasing after Ant Man, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good, it was quite quirky. I felt it part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good show. Yeah. Um, My number five was one. This took me by surprise because uh, I'd not I disregarded it last last year because it's to do with football. And I thought Snowfest. Um but I then got told actually football's sort of like how it's framed, but it's not about football. It's a you know much more sort of character driven story. And that is Ted Lasso. Mm. Uh, so I was late to join in the party on this. Um you know as you know I don't enjoy football. Uh and this is a soccer version of football for our American listeners. Uh, but like I said, that's only the the setting for the show. It's one of those really sort of like heartwarming kind of shows that's got some good story beats to it. Mm. You just don't have to be a football fan because it's about the character interactions. It's very much a sort of like character based show. Really well worth watching if you get a chance to see it. And watch it. Mm. Okay. So what's your number four?
1: My number four is Resident Alien.
0: My number four is Resident Alien.
1: <laughs> Interesting. And all I can say about this is that me and missus haven't laughed in a TV show in a long time. Yeah. I think the last time we ever laughed in a TV show would be probably Modern Family. Yeah. And there's nothing been out there that makes you laugh the way this does. I mean, the way he plays that character. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, so deadpan straight. Oh, God, yeah. But it's still funny. <laughs>
0: Is uh, it's uh, basically it's uh, for those of you who don't know it's about uh, an alien who stuck who crash lands on Earth and is stuck and he assumes the member uh, uh, the identity of a member of a small uh, American town I might be a Canadian I'm not sure which. Uh, And while trying to find his doomsday device, he gets involved in the local residents' lives and dramas uh, while still trying to protect his identity as an alien. Um, Personally, I find this to be an incredibly well-written show. Uh, Alan Tudyk, who, if you were thinking who's he, he did the voice of uh, the robot in um, Rogue One, but he was also on Firefly previously as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a pilot on Firefly. Um, yeah, 20...
1: he was in Twenty Four as well. I think
0: he might have been. Uh, I
1: um, Yeah, I can't
0: I, just, I stopped watching Twenty Four, uh, but season two is coming twenty seventh of January. Can't mm-hmm. wait
1: for that. Yeah, this was something that was completely out of the blue. Yeah, this show, and it, it just it is really clever, it, it, and it's just it's very humorous from an alien out of water trying to blend in with the community as being being a human. Yeah. So, OK, so what's your next one?
0: Uh, well, my next one, we've already said, which is uh, Division.
1: OK, so my number three is Squid Games from Netflix.
0: I, I considered this one for my top five, to be fair.
1: I think I just I love the premise and idea of the show. The idea of being being in this sort of um, rut with that, which happens in the real world so well, so much. And you getting the opportunity to write that debt off. It's a different way of looking at it. It um, is, and with the idea of the premise, very primitive to, to, to something like um, Hunger Games of the past and stuff like that, where your only person you're thinking about is yourself. Not that you think that originally, because you do team up for some of the games as you progress to the to the final to the end of the, the end of the show. But it was just something completely different. And being Korean as well, they do have some good stuff. I, They've had some good films back in the day, and there are some other good shows that are worth watching as well.
0: And to be fair, as a dubbed show, it's not bad. It's not a bad Mm. dub, you know, because sometimes you watch a a dubbed movie or a TV show, and it's awful.
1: But apart from it being foreign, that doesn't take away and it doesn't hinder you at all in in watching this show. Yeah, um, With some interesting storylines Which progressed to a bit of a shock at the end To a certain degree, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it And I'm assuming <clears throat> there could be a sequel uh, yeah, yeah, there is Yeah, there mm. is um,
0: You said there's a, there was a shock at the end
1: Well, not really a shock, but it's just the way It pe- premised out
0: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest And my son will back this up 100% He was really interested in what I Thought about this because he would got and watched it before he even knew he'd uh, it was even on hmm. and he was like dad dad daddy gotta watch it gotta watch it gotta watch it and he kept saying to me what do you think is going to happen next him knowing what was going to happen and when it got to episode four which is uh the one where they went into uh, the, you know it had the cop uh, was looking at the files and stuff like that It was then that the whole story, I knew exactly how that was going to play out. And I said to my son, beat for beat, what was going to happen on the overarching story, not obviously on an episode-to-episode basis, but Mm. this is who he is, this is who he is, this is who that person is, that's going to happen to that person, that's going to happen to that person. I said, that's my theory. And my son, bless him, he tried to throw me off and he was like, you know... Have, you haven't thought of this and stuff like that, and he was doing it because I predicted the whole of the rest of the show. <laughs> I just, I just could see it, you know, because all of the mm. clues were there in terms of everything, and there was just, just so many subtle little things that were edging you to to answer the these questions in terms of what it all was. But it still didn't stop me from enjoying it because. The episode-to-episode the episode stuff, the drama that happened in it around mm. the overall story was so good. The concept of, you know, like, you play tug-of-war and if you lose, lose you lose your life, mm. sort of thing, you know, or um, playing marbles and if you lose, you die. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, fascinating. Really,
1: really good show. I, and I think it was something different that would take the, um, the world by storm the way it has done.
0: I, I have a theory about that show as well. You know the uh, the game that they played at the beginning, uh, or the main character played where he had to throw the coloured card and he had to do something in order to be able to get invited to the Squid Games. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: he yeah. played it on the train platform. Oh.
0: Yeah. My theory is, is that one colour you went as a contestant and the other colour you went as one of the helpers who helped do it. Because uh, I'm sure there was a bit that said somewhere that everybody who uh, who got who picked a certain color were in as contestants. So that's my theory. That's how they got the staff to do it. That they did that. No,
1: maybe I don't. I have to rewatch it to see that.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was one of the many things that I was picking out on it. Mm. But you you know me. I mean, you've heard me, or the listeners have heard me, talking about when I dissect star trek and stuff like that and i did exactly the same with squid games because mm. i really enjoyed it it was great it was refreshing it was
1: different absolutely yeah okay uh well my number was that your number three yeah yeah my number
0: three was One Division.
1: okay my number two yeah okay i haven't finished the show yet but i had to put it in because i was watching it again last night and i can't even really say where i've got to but i'm just it's just i'm just loving this show and Dexter New Blood for me is a well, well good return to seeing the Blood Splatter analyst mm. who isn't in this show as Blood Splatter Analyst because he's he's an he's got a, a different pseudonym to his name to keep himself under wraps. And the show is really good. I, I I'd like to think we could have more of this after this ten after ten series finishes. Yeah. But I've got an idea what well, I've got an idea what might ha- well not, not will happen, but I've got an idea what how it could go, but I hope it doesn't. I, I just think Michael C. Hall plays his character so well, and he's balmy at the moment because his sister's in it, I can say that, but his sister's dead, and um, the character that plays plays her is, is actually in, is in it, and uh, yeah, only in his head that you see her. Uh, it's yeah. um, him... Talking to, him, talking to himself regarding the situations he's been putting himself into.
0: Just hearing you talk about it, it sounds like they're going to do that modern-day trope of killing him off at the end of the season. Well,
1: that, well, that was my thought, and then yeah. whether or not... But I hope not. I don't think... I would like to think they don't do that. But at the moment, it's, I was really wanting to watch the next episode last night when we watched it, because it has got to a pivotal point of something's happened, and I think, oh, yeah, oh, God, what's going to happen now? Um, I'm, I'm not being funny it,
0: about you know, but generally speaking I think that there are certain plot twists now that are overused that would never use that are overused as a modern thing and mm. one of those is killing characters.
1: I mean I haven't seen anything about that to be honest I've not seen any news headlines I've not no. looked at them but but it's, it's not it's like it's being kept under wraps or it's not a lot of information about it because hearing yeah. the hate they were bringing this out because I've, I loved Exeter. It's a great show.
0: But the, th- the thing is, with all of these, we know even if they kill a character off, they will find a way to bring it back.
1: No, with any, I say, with, with regarding his, regarding his his, his sister who died. Yeah. Um, I think the idea of this was was to bring her back in the show because it would be good to have her in it, yeah. although her character died. So. So yeah, but now I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm up to about. I'm oh, Sure, I'm up to episode six now. I think maybe it might be something like that. Episode six, episode five. Um, but they've not all been shown. That you can't binge watch this. It's one a week on Sky. Yeah, but I'm just a little bit behind because we are watching something else. But I, it's I, I, really good. It's if you've never watched Dexter, it's something. If you've got the time and the time to go through the seven or eight series, it's worth doing, I and it's very to. satisfying at the end as well. Even at the point of the fact of where, before this series starts, there's a lot of drama, a lot of character building, and there's a lot of characters that pop in and out of the series. Yeah. Within his life, what he's up to.
0: I mean, from my looking in, Dexter has been very much one of those shows that's been loved like... um,
1: Game of Thrones, if you want to say something.
0: I wasn't wasn't going to say Game of Thrones. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's called because I'm getting tired and I just can't think. Um, oh, you know, the the drugs one. What was it called?
1: Oh, Breaking Bad.
0: Breaking Bad. That was yeah. it. Could not think of the name for the life of me there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: to me, Dexter's been one of those sort of shows that seems to have had the love and the following that Breaking Bad fostered.
1: Mm. Um, so Breaking Bad. This came out before Breaking Bad, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah. But it, it seems to have a similar sort of following. And... I've looked at it sometimes, but I've never actually really committed to it. And the only time that I actually put it on, I kind of put it on in the background and regretted doing that because I thought I don't know what's going on. And then I just sort of pulled away from it again. Um, but I want to go, and I want to go the right the way through the whole lot, and I want to see, see It took
1: one. me. it took my wife, to my message, two or three attempts to get her to watch it, and yeah. then it clicked. Because even from, from episode one, season one, he's talking, he's giving a monologue... While he's driving through Miami, yeah, and what sort of character he is, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's so clever. Yeah, you know. so much to
0: watch, but not enough time to watch it. No, and
1: I, I think I, if if there was something to own, even hard hard, you know, have a, a proper copy of it, it, will be that.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: But there, I think it's difficult to get hold of. I think you can get it on Blu-ray, but it's, even that's a bit tough to get hold of. You can get it in a. It looks like a, his trophy case because he what he does is every time he kills somebody he gets two pieces of glass and their blood and he puts it and squeezes it together and that's his trophy and he hides them and he hides them in an air vent in his house in in there (laughs) he's got all these loads of slides of people that he's he's killed for whatever reason yeah but yeah yeah i mean the blu-ray
0: is 45 pound
1: on amazon Mm. That's eight seasons, I think. Uh, Doesn't say. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a long long show. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll definitely watch it at some point. I just don't know when.
1: Mm. Um, I mean, they are on, they are digitally around anyway on. Yeah. Whether it's Netflix or Sky or somebody. Yeah. So
0: I think that's probably how I'll watch it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, my um my number two is Loki. So this is Tom Hiddleston reprising his character of Loki from the MCU. Um, this came. Off the heels of one division. Um and was it was it it was after Captain America and the Winter Soldier, oh sorry, mm. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. Um but I really enjoyed this show. I've always loved the character of Loki because there's just something the way that Tom Hiddleston plays him, he is wonderfully mischievous mm. as a character. He's an interesting character. He's not bound by the same levels of rules and convention. And it's so amusing seeing his character, who is full of himself, and, you know, he's a god of Asgard, and how dare you talk to me like this, you mortal, and stuff like that. And then seeing him being treated so oppositely of how he would be expected to be treated. And I love the whole... Story arc of the uh, TVA or the Time Variance Agency Mm -hmm. uh, That was brought in And the different variants of uh, Loki as well I mean, you've got Richard E. Grant playing the old man Loki, as it were Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got a young kid Loki You've got like a a black Loki who killed Thor and now has his hammer Uh, And then you've got Crocodile Loki as well (laughs) That's mental and there's lot, there's there's just there's a there's so much wit, there's so much humour, uh, there's so many good action sequences, there's so much lore. They're bringing we get a, a sneak peek at the next Thanos level threat in, to hit the MCU that is we know is coming, mm. and just a great show. And there's going to be a season two, which is even better.
1: Well, good stuff if you're a Loki fan, then.
0: <clears throat> or a Marvel fan, one
1: or the other. Or a Marvel fan, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so the last one, we have the same.
1: Mm. I think you could not have this in the in the, uh, the top five.
0: I don't think you could have this at any other position other
1: than one, Yeah, to be fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want to say what it is?
1: So this is Ricky Gervais's season two of Afterlife. Yeah. It just carries on, giving what the last series gave, emotion and heartache. And depending on who you are and where you are in your life, you have seen or gone through something that might match or know someone that's gone through this. And very emotional, can I say.
0: Yeah. I mean, season one hit for me not long after my mother died mm. and i know that um Rickie face's character in this movie uh, sorry series um basically it's his wife who's died but you know grief is still grief it is, yeah and you go through whether or not it's your parents or whether or not it's your partner or whoever you go through a similar process irrespective mm. because you know if you love somebody the process is is similar for, for grief But very different on an individual basis And I <clears throat> I watched this And I could completely empathise With Ricky Gervais And his character all the time Because it was exactly how I was feeling mm. um, With it all And I was It was quite cathartic really um, For one of the Well I think it is the correct term um, Just the anger at life, the anger at everybody around that, you know, someone's gone, that you've lost that person. And his portrayal of it is Oscar-worthy. People don't think he's a good actor. Watch this. Actually watch it right the way through, particularly right at the end of uh, season two, where something happens very akin to what I have explained. Um, And I was sat there watching it, and you were on the edge of your seat and saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And ju- to to get that context, watch this this show. It's on Netflix. It's brilliant. And the next season is coming next month. Fourteenth,
1: fourteenth of January.
0: Yeah, that'll be a binge watch, all in one go. Mm. Because they, they always release the whole thing all at once.
1: If that's a, if that's six episodes, that'd be one night. Yeah. He mm. gets a lot of grief, I think, Ricky Gervais does over the years. I mean, he's, he's made made a few mistakes. <coughs> He's fostering. he's
0: fostering. He's fostered. I don't think he has made mistakes. I think he's made a decision on the way he's got want to go. And people haven't no, understood.
1: No. Yeah, but with with, with his, some of his Grammy, um, when he was doing some of his uh, presenting in that in the Grammys and that. Oh, right, he, he's deadpan with how it is, but some people didn't take to his style of, of anything. Well, no. he's a, he's. And, he's and I, think, and, I and I think the Americans. No disrespect to anyone I know that's, that's American, but sometimes I don't think they at that time got him or understood him. Yeah. And probably don't realise that The Office was an English program before it was an American, but hey. Yeah, with
0: Steve Carell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um and it actually should have already have lasted three seasons, not ten. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he I mean I was say I rewatched what did I watch? I watched the Christmas episode of Extras the other night. That is brilliant. That which, is yeah. Which is the, the Christmas episode is where he goes into Big Brother. Yeah. Which is the last episode they ever did of Extras, basically.
0: I, I think that that episode is done as a complete his critique on show business. That's exactly what
1: that Possibly, is. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't seen Extras, I highly recommend it. If you've not seen that show, because it is so funny.
0: And all I can say is, of course, I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that is a quote from this see by the see show, it,
1: see it, way. Listen, listening to Kate Winslet talk about womb ferret. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. it's it's. I mean, he, he's produced some great shows. And uh, when he did Derek, have you ever seen Derek?
1: Yeah, many times, yeah. yeah. Again, because that's a flip coin to Afterlife where you're talking about death, but you're talking about someone that has a, a
0: learning a, disability. A,
1: a learning, thank you, a learning disability in this situation, so completely different, but it works on the same level. Yeah,
0: he he plays characters. Forget David Brent, He the other ones. He plays characters that you can care relate, about. Relate,
1: relate. relate to as well. Uh, yeah. And maybe not with extras, because, again, that's something slightly different. But I, I think with
0: extras... He, the the last the the special mm. you could relate to him but I think he it, 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 he was still too uh too the having I, the
1: think, I think I think extras is having a pop at the industry anyway to a certain degree yeah I think it and is. how that is because of how he when he was an extra and he then would pet someone to see if he could get some lines the it was on the other foot come the end of the Christmas ep- in the Christmas episode where someone come up to him and said about it and and he was like that and his long love, his long, um, he's the good friend of his in the sh- in the show. Um, she sort of cottons onto that while sitting there listening.
0: Who's his love interest in uh, not
1: love, not no, no, a no. his, uh, his good friend in, in extras, the character that he's always joking with and takes us to dinner all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, she 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 plays the love interest in afterlife. <sighs> yes, yeah, she does, trust me. Not his wife, he's the nurse or the carer.
1: She was. She, I can't. Well, I'd have to double check what she was in. But yeah, anyway. But it's it's just clever how that that pans out. Yeah. But it's just that's a that's a pop a pop in the industry to a certain degree. Oh, absolutely. But, but at the end of that, you're still getting a celebrity each week, whether it's someone from someone that's a TV presenter to a a, a Hollywood movie star to anyone. Else. It's just it just works so well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ashley Jensen.
1: Yeah. But it's it's fantastic and yeah it's I think it's I think actress has probably gone under the radar a little bit because that was quite a while ago where I think after that where you had other stuff he's done yeah um, so people may have said they they should have seen Derek hopefully
0: I think but, a lot of people stayed away from Derek because they thought it was going to be Ricky Gervais taking the mick out of people with with learning disabilities and it's not mm. it's very compassionate
1: but there's one character that always swears all the time wasn't there? he was a bit he thought him a bit annoying but he just that was the way his character was yeah uh but but again no it's you know i mean if you've not seen any of his movies watch the one where he plays a dentist
0: yeah ghost town
1: ghost town again that has traits that sort of stuff that he's done in the past
0: there's also the invention of lying
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah 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 you can so you he... can see how he's developed his characters over the years his characters mm-hmm. are, are much more uh, approach a uh, much more um, relatable
1: now yeah and i think even the two characters in those two movies you see sides of him there from other stuff he's done anyway he, you know mm. and i always like seeing george michael come out of the bushes <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god, yeah, there was there was some funny bits there, wasn't there? Such a shame about George Michael and uh, even um, David Bowie. Yeah, singing the song Little Fat Man.
1: Yeah, when he when he went in the VIP lounge of that and thing, but then you got um guy that played Harry Potter. Yeah, Flick it, flicking a Johnny.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> he fancy Ashley Jensen.
1: <laughs> and it lands on um Dyna Rig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was so funny.
1: I, have, I got those on, on DVD. I, think I only got them on DVD. I bought them at the time they came out. Then were, Blu-ray weren't around, and I think. Yeah, I don't think that they were. But I've got I've got the bo- two box sets of, of extras on on DVD, and then the Christmas one on Blu-ray. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's some really good stuff. If you've not seen some of his that, that stuff, I still recommend it. At, at the Office actually, because
0: well, the The Office is a classic.
1: It's a cring, It's very cringeworthy character he's done with David Brent. But again, it's still you're seeing people. That you have seen now in the earlier in their careers, yeah, other than him, obviously. And
0: well, uh, Stephen Merchant, for example, he does a cameo in it.
1: And he obviously yeah. Ricky
0: Chabase did a lot of work with Stephen Merchant,
1: yeah, yeah. And you've got, yeah, there's a few other people in that that have, have gotten like, su- success. yeah, some pretty su- successful in his careers, yeah. So anyway, are we coming to an end? I,
0: th- I think we are, but let's not forget this month we've got Witcher 2, Booker Boba Fett. The Expanse final season, Copa K, all coming this month to watch in this area. Mm. So, this list, if it had been done on the 31st, might have looked very different.
1: Yes, yeah, I need to re watch The Watcher. Yeah. Witcher, sorry. Witcher. And, and
0: I'm looking forward to the, seeing The Expanse because I, I enjoyed the other ones.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Have you ever seen that?
1: No, I've been meaning to. I've been told about it many times by a lot yeah, of people. Yeah
0: get watching it well but again worth it.
1: so again it's it, there's so much stuff out there to watch there's not enough hours in a day
0: no indeed indeed yeah, no. i know exactly anyway. what you mean anyway that's it then guys for uh this year for 2021 20, yeah um we'll be back for 2022 i suppose not sure when? what week <laughs> it'll be first or second week probably won't it that we'll be
1: back yes yeah, middle of january isn't it?
0: um well, it'll either be, presumably, it won't be the second, probably be about the ninth that will be recorded, won't it? So,
1: and we'll be back to work by then. Yeah,
0: I'll, that'll be the day before I go back to work, Joy.
1: <laughs> Yeah. What a thought. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, guys, have a lovely Christmas um, and a happy new year. And it's a Enjoy time with your families. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's a good night from me.
1: And a good night from him. Good night. Good night. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Hoo, hoo, hoo.
1: Green giant. (laughs) Nice one.